165. If you want sports, you're in the right place. If you want easy listening, it's not here, buddy. We're the game, 7.30 a.m. Well, welcome to the Sparrow Stout on Sports on Lansing Sports Station. The game, 7.30 a.m. Starring the Dean of Mid-Michigan Sports, Tim Stout. The Sparrow Stout on Sports is Michigan's longest-running sports radio show. From high school to college and the pros, Tim has you covered. Give him a call on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517-300-4263. Or send him an email at tim.stout at wilx.com. Now, celebrating his 30th anniversary on the radio in mid-Michigan. And a member of the Michigan Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Here's the Dean himself, Tim Stout. On behalf of our partner, Shaheen Chevy Cadillac, good morning, everybody. On this Wednesday, February 21st, 2024, welcome to the Sparrow Stout on Sports. Right here on Lansing Sports Station. This is the game, 7.30 a.m. You find us every day. It's the home of the local sports programming of note in our area, which comes to you every day from the Driven Collision Studios. Driven Collision is at 3200 West Main Street in Lansing, where Joe Laird's staff is hard at work making banged-up vehicles look brand new. They'll work with the insurance companies. Get you a loaner if you need it. They're in 977-0955. As we go through the day today, Pure Green Smith 3, breaking sports moments. Pure Green Smith 3 to the the rescue at 703-1111. Check out their prepay plan for landscaping in 2024. Quality Dairy Stats, the numbers that we give you every day in a variety of different ways, those are brought to you by Quality Dairy. Their numbers, 89 great years. If it's something you need in a pinch, it's probably available at one of the close-by Quality Dairy stores in our area. Brock's here. I'm Tim. Supposed to drizzle a bit this morning and then clear up. It was a little bit earlier this morning. By the way, I will collect after the Purdue game. So I saw six games left on the regular schedule, and I said, I'll bet, I said to Brock, I'll bet you a dollar. I'll bet you a dollar State doesn't lose one of those final six games. You're on. No, no, more than one. More than you one. said one. More than one. Right. So I said, if they, uh, I, I said, I'm going to bet they don't lose more than one game. He said, they'll lose more than one game, dollar bet. So they win at Michigan, although we sweat that puppy out the last seven minutes. Until the last seven minutes, right. So then I'm a little haughty because I figure, you know, I mean, they're clearly not going to lose home games to the likes of Iowa and Ohio State. Yep. Purdue's yep. probably the loss. Then they'll come home and avenge Northwestern and beat Indiana at Indiana because they could lose to anybody. So then the game happens last night. So I think I'm going to come in here today and cut my losses. So I say to Brock, I'll give you 75 cents right now to call the bet off. Nope. That way, if state upsets Purdue, you still make money. Nope. All right. Then I said, I'll give you 80 cents. Nope. I said, my final offer is 95 cents. You only lose a nickel out of that. Nope. And state might upset Purdue at Purdue. Nope. Nope. And I said, you know what? That's just the definition of pure greed. And Fred's the same way as you that's are. That's the satisfaction of winning a bet with you. Um, that's that, what it'll be. That's, because just I told, pure, that's just pure greed. I told you two weeks ago, They, I told you there was a possibility they could lose up to four games of their last six or seven games. Now, that's not going to happen. But they're going to lose to Purdue. And I think they could lose to either Northwestern, Nebraska, or at Indiana. Okay, so after the game... They're not, be, they're not losing so to Ohio State. after the State. game last night, as you would expect, all I heard was the analysis of what happened to State. I won that way. I want to know what happened to Iowa. They beat Wisconsin Saturday. They come to East Lansing, and they beat Michigan State and get them down by double digits for much of the game. How is it you all of a sudden are playing that way now? 
against you know good teams and a team that's tough to win on the road at. And and, and you're and what now they're sixteen. What are they? 16, sixteen and eleven. Sixteen and eleven. And they lost at home to Michigan. Yeah, the worst team. How, in the I league. mean, I, I'm not talking about state. I'm talking about Iowa. Yeah, they're playing their way onto the bubble, Tim. Well, that was for this game. What are they going to do in the next right. game? Right. We don't know. I mean, and, on the same night at the same time, after yesterday, we Brock all but crowned Connecticut as the number one seed in the NCAA. And understandably and, so, and they they've won could. 14 straight games, their quality dairy streak. And then they go on the road, and Creighton wins the first time in school history against the number one ranked team, and they buried them by 19 points. Connecticut lost by 19. And from what I understand, it really wasn't even that close. So now what do we do? Oh, and I guess Danny Hurley, the Connecticut coach, uh, as he was walking off the floor with security around him, he told a Creighton fan uh, that he was going to knock him out. Well, <laughs> yeah, have at it. Apparently there's audio out there. That say, he says, I will knock you out. But I'm going to tell my grandson, I said, you don't want to be like Brock. You want to be like Brock in a lot of ways. But oh, the one way troubling. you don't want to be like him, and Fred, you want to be like Brock and Fred in a lot of admirable ways. But don't get greedy. If I come to you and you and I bet a dollar on the Cleveland Guardians or Purdue or whatever, and it looks like you're going to have a little, you know, be be a little, you know, be a little sympathetic, be a little contrite, and say, okay, Grandpa. Yeah, I'm going to be. I'm going to be. If you want to give me seventy-five you. cents on the buck, you know, that way, and you want to cut your losses, okay, I'm willing to do that. No, 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 no. no, no. He's not that way. Is I mean, he? I get to Fred, and I shall give you ninety-nine cents on a dollar. He's worse than you are. Yeah. Not that I ever lose very often, but oh, I did. Ha, ha, ha. But like you say, how many people in America last night, how many media, not that they were going to cover because Iowa was a nine-and-a-half-point dog, how many people in America last night or yesterday who made, well, how many people in Vegas, well, that's against the spread, so it doesn't work. How many people do you think uh, Iowa's going to come in here and win yesterday? Not that it can't happen. Not that it can't happen. But the stats would suggest to you in a lot of ways, if you just looked at the box score without the score, you'd say, wait, State made 10 out of 20 threes? They were even in the rebounds at 36. Now, State only made 7 of 14 free throws. But when you lose by 7, you would have had to make a lot more. You still might have lost. State cut it for when it was a 12-point deficit at halftime. I still thought State was going to win a game. I said, Iowa can't handle it. When you have a bleed like that on the road, that just all that does is ignite them in the locker room and they'll be different coming out. And to a degree, they were. They got it to five, well, but yeah. Iowa kept hanging in. I'll tell you one thing. Teams Iowa that play State the rest of the way, just take a look at the tape with Iowa because they decided if we're going to beat them, we're going to have to beat them inside, and that's exactly what they did. Iowa shot 51% from the field. I still, 50.9. I hearken back to November in the Associated Press preseason college basketball poll, and State was ranked fourth. Tim, they're not the fourth best team in the Big Ten. So they aren't. I guess preseason polls can be inaccurate. Now, where they go from here, they're they're home with Ohio State at four o'clock Sunday. They'll I would win. advise them to win that game. They'll win that game. Well, we thought that about Iowa. I know. We both said, hey, double digit win, ten to fifteen points, no problem. Then they get six days to prepare for a prime time national telecast, eight PM Saturday, March second. Is that the Fox game? Yeah. At Purdue. Probably. Yikes. And then they get Wednesday, March 6th at home against Northwestern on senior night or whatever night it is. The love fest, as you call it. I mean, should that be transfer portal night? Should that be senior night? Should that be... Tears the, in the, the eyes. The red shirt uh, year night. How do, how do you do? You don't do senior night anymore. It doesn't almost, you know, it's almost doesn't mean anything. And then they go to Indiana uh, at, uh, what is it? Four, no, 4 o'clock p.m. on that Sunday. Yeah, it's 4 or 4.30. March yeah. 10th. And then we and that, get to the yep. Big Ten tournament. Yep. 
I, I mean, I'm like everybody you saw, else. I, I, mean, I was I, at a high school game. I had, Well, was, for Iowa shot well, and State like missed said, a trillion yeah. layups in that game. What's you know, the one thing I would, I'm not, I, I don't ever criticize Tom and all that. I mean, it's not my team, says team, okay? You can do whatever you want. He's figured out 28 years how to get into the tournament, 26 and whatever. But Iowa played zone, Brock. And there are so many college basketball teams that refuse to play zone. I'm not saying that's a cure-all. Jeb played matchup zone so that he didn't have to play a lot of players and keep him out of foul trouble, and they won the national title. That was 100 years ago. Uh, I, I, I think Iowa, frankly, figured out that if we play zone, it's a look they haven't seen for the most part. Now, State made threes over it, but, but they didn't. You know what? It's like Perla says. Whatever you did, if you win, it was right. And whatever you did, if you lost, you should have done something differently, and that was then. They got outscored from the free throw line 18-7. to 7. Well, apparently they don't drive to the basket to the degree you have to do it. So now Ohio State comes up. You know what I thought was going to be an issue in that game was injuries. I thought, what if somebody steps in? Malik Hall's always got some kind of foot injury, whatever. And Tyson Walker, we know his deal. I said, if any of either of these guys go down. He played 37 minutes last so night. So that's no, Tyson apparently Walker. that's no problem. I guess. But if the guy gets hit moving forward, you know. Uh, who knows how all that's going to play out? I mean, I'm like everybody else. I I, I thought at halftime, I thought, boy, that's a really good half Iowa play. The problem is they can't go home with a win. They got to come back out and play 20 more minutes, and you know that crowd's going to be into it. Do they have the? Do they have what it takes to pull this thing out? Because you can do it at home when you're at home and you got all that love fest around you. Mm. That's one thing. Okay, can you do it like Creighton? Creighton goes back and plays Connecticut this weekend. Who would you pick? I'd pick Connecticut. Connecticut by double figures. Easily. Yeah. It's a home and a rut. That's why it's so hard to seed these teams because when you assess their ability, in my opinion, it's real simple. Where did you play the game? Now, to Iowa's credit, this one's on a road. And this is a tough place to play, even though they've had three home losses. I, 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 I don't, they're hard <laughs> for me to assess when I watch them because, you know what, I call them a spurt team. They play five to six minutes, and they really look good, and you think, man, they're underway. And then, like at the end of the Michigan game the other night, for seven minutes, Michigan couldn't score, partly because of Michigan. Now, Michigan's in the news several ways in basketball this morning. Uh, let's just see how this Pure is. Green Smith tree breaking sports moment? Well, um, Michigan has just announced this morning that it has lost one of its key players, and Tom Izzo thought he played well against Michigan State. Olivier Namwa? Kamwa. Olivier Kamwa, who played four years at Tennessee, transferred to Michigan. This was his one year. He's undergoing wrist surgery. He's done for college basketball, Olivier Kamwa. So he is out. This is a pure green Smith tree breaking sports moment. That means Michigan will apparently be down to six scholarship players for their game tomorrow night at Northwestern. I don't think I like their chances. Uh, Call me crazy. I don't think I like their chances. It gets better than that. Uh, the website, betmichigan.com, is, is firmly believes that Michigan will have a new basketball coach next season for whatever reason. So they established the odds on who Michigan's next basketball coach will be next season. And the runaway leader in the clubhouse, if that's to happen, they claim, if you want to bet it, is uh, San Diego State coach Brian Dutcher, okay. who was an assistant to Steve Fisher, both at San Diego State and Michigan. Right. Number two, they have Porter Moser at Oklahoma. Okay. Number three, Nico Medved from Colorado State. Uh, and it goes on, Sean Miller at Xavier, and it uh, just goes on. I don't on. see Sean Miller. I don't Miller. see anybody down here. They have John Beeline 
at 50, uh, they have John Beeline the foot. That is no chance. No to chance happen. of that happening. That is no chance to He's happen. He's retired. He's done. But that's in there. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, I have I have emails. Tim Caitlin has been giving the men's team shooting lessons. Good for Coach Fran. Well, he played zone last night. But I I just think playing zone when you give another team if you're good at it, you got to be good at it. You got to know what you're doing. Like Syracuse. And most teams don't play zone. I don't know if Sir, does Syracuse still play zone with Bayheim out of there. Uh, I think so. Uh, hang on, I've got more here. What else do I have here? This came in last night. A happy ride back to Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Didn't need Caitlin or the nine points. Nice ride, Airbus three twenty. Now let's put State at an eight or nine seed. Nothing higher for sure. Um, he says, "Sure glad I wasn't your fire keepers. Would have listened to everyone thinking there was some easy money taking State minus nine and a half." Well, I'd have taken State minus nine and a half, and I'd have taken a big L. I wasn't sure. But you know who called this one? Joey Ellis. Oh, he did. He thought Iowa would he, win? He went and covered the game. He did a live shot, the 530 News. And he's pretty good at this. Every time I, I never asked Fred an opinion, and I never asked some of the other guys. So I said, Joey, who do you like tonight? Figuring he'll just say state they cover or they won't cover. He said, if Iowa gets off to a good start, this thing's going to the wire. I said, Ooh. why, you think they could win? He said, if they get off to a good start, I think it's going to go to the wire. Well, they were up 45-33. And I thought Joey said that. He, he you know, he, 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 he thinks they're a little bit limited. I mean, he, I mean he, he, he knew something I didn't know. I didn't know if they'd cover. I didn't know that. Because you could be up by 15, and then on the last minute, it gets, you just give them layups, and right. all of a sudden, they backdoor cover on the nine and a half. And I still, when it was a five-point game, I said, this game's still on. This game is, uh, come on, Iowa. Can you handle it? Yeah, when I got out Can of Can you the, handle this, Iowa? Are you going to finish your job? Or are you going to give it away what you've done? Worked, you've worked 36 minutes to get to this point, which is so hard for everybody to do coming into this place. But you haven't got it yet. you got to finish this off in the last four minutes, and they scored twice right away and put it away. So they did. There you go. But then I'd say, Iowa, you lost 11 games. You lost at home to Michigan. What's your problem? Don't let Caitlin see that. Don't let Caitlin see that one way or the other. Let's take a quick break. We got a, We have a guest who's never been on this program before. Brock knows him well because he and Brock make sweet high school music all the time. We'll tell you more about that in a moment as we come back. It's a busy show today. You stay with us on the Wednesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. We all want more out of work and out of life. More top-line ideas, more bottom-line results, more support on the job to get us more time away from the job. To get more, it helps to have a trusted partner like Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan and Blue Care Network. It doesn't matter how big or small your business is. We help you stretch dollars and offer the health care coverage you want so you can focus on your job and life away from it. To see what Blue Cross can do for you, visit timeformore.com. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Hey, Michiganders, take them back. For decades, the state returned 90% of bottles and cans, making the state number one in the nation. Today, Michigan is only returning a disappointing 75%. 
state can do better. And it starts with you. Michigan's 10-cent deposit is a convenient and simple way to keep the streets, parks, and waterways clean, all while conserving valuable resources. These are your roads, your lakes, beaches, and your dimes, so take them back. The message brought to you by ShoePan, a Michigan company delivering sustainable material solutions since 1968. Culver's in the Eastwood Town Center. You always mention Stout on Sports at that one location. You always get 10% off. Open 1030 to 10. You can even call in advance to have your order delivered to you curbside right on time. No waiting in line at 374-1301. Okay? You'll love all the different options you have from Culver's, especially at this time of the year when you want to use the drive through Culver's has been red hot. Again, call in advance with your order at Culver's in the Eastwood Town Center, 374-1301. We've partnered for years with our official pizza, Cottage and Gourmet Pizza. You always get fast delivery and a variety of specials every day. Order online at cottagein.com. Convenient locations all over our area, especially East Lansing and Okemos. Cottage and Pizza offering a wide variety of gourmet pizzas, and you can build your own just the way you want. Handmade dough closes at 11.30 each night. Way to go, George Hoover, with the continued growth and success of our official pizza, Cottage and Gourmet Pizza. As usual, it's been a marvelous year for Culligan Water of Lansing, okay? They're at 393-1900. They're on Dunkel Road in Lansing, and Craig Prang always keeps us updated, and now we've got another season change, but it'll be big for Culligan, right? Yeah, it is, Tim. You know, we've got those new HE, high-efficiency softeners, and they are so uh, dynamic, they will tell you if you have any issues with your softener. In other words, if there's a problem with it, it will alert your phone. If you have a leak, it will alert your phone. If you need salt, it'll alert your phone, but it also alerts our office. So we know if there's a problem, because most people don't know how their softener even works, but if there's a problem, we're going to get it identified, and we're going to be able to give you a call and tell you, hey, this is leaking, that's leaking, or something of that nature, and we can fix it ourselves many times in the office. It's as simple as a call, 393-1900. Culligan Water of Lansing, spectacular in so many different ways. Give Culligan a call today. We love to endorse Duff Schroeder and his company, Schroeder Homes, on Dobie Road in Okemos. Everything they do at Schroeder Homes revolves around helping you make highly informed home buying choices so that you're totally satisfied. Google and check the reviews on Schroeder Homes with three communities in the Lansing area for you to build your dream home. Call for an appointment at 349-0560. The most dependable and reliable home builder in mid-Michigan, we believe, continues to be Schroeder Homes. You go see for yourself. At Doggy Daycare and Spa, we love dogs, and we love taking care of your furry family member when you cannot. Our daycare and boarding services are offered exclusively to dogs who are enrolled in our program. Our team of dog lovers will provide your dog with the attention they need and deserve. Step in for a tour at either one of our convenient locations on Mount Hope Highway in Delta Township and on the corner of Grand River and Cornell in Okemos. Give us a call at 333-WOOF. That's 333-9663 and let us love your dog. Doggy Daycare and Spa, where the hip hounds hang out. Best and casual fine dining in our area still Dusty's Grand River Avenue in Okemos. It's wonderful for Resi's 349-5150 or be at the tap room next door. Much more casual and more fun. Mid-Michigan Tax to the Rescue. This is tax return season. Are you ready? Are you getting, are you doing it right? Is who you have doing it right? Or are you wary about that? Well, you want reliability and economy. That's Mid-Michigan Tax here in town. Deb Allerding staff will take care of you. You need an appointment at 694-9545. Comerica.
Africa Park to Jackson Field, we've got the sports opinions that matter to you. From the Driven Collision Studios, we make friends by accident on the game, 730 a.m. On we go from the Driven Collision Studios here at WVFN Radio. Uh, I think Brock enjoys, frankly, uh, well, a lot of people around him more than me, but certainly one of them is Brian Calloway, the high school sports editor of the Lansing State Journal. They do a no- You guys have been together how long? Including in the paper on Friday nights and high school, uh, Friday morning and high school football season. Yeah, right? and you always ridicule my picks. Uh, well, yeah, as a reader, I mean, I kind of look at them and say, you know, my mother can kind of hit what you just exactly. hit one way or the other. But Brian Calloway and Brock are on a number of programs together, and he's very High gener- School Rewind this Saturday, 10 to 11. Brian and I will be on uh, probably in the last segment, 1040 or so. What a break for him. Uh, that he gets to be a part of the big show. But he hasn't been a part of this very often, and I know he's busy, but I thought, you know what, it's that time of the year. Let's see what he's got. And I'll come up with a few questions for him that you probably don't ask. You're probably, and you're, yeah, you're almost certain certain to be right here. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good, thank you. I appreciate your time. How long have you been a writer for the Lansing State Journal, and where were you at the time when you accepted employment at the paper? Uh, so I was in Adrian when I accepted an appointment at the paper, and that was so the fall of 2010 was when I came up here during the middle of uh, the football season, and I was behind the scenes first, and then started writing probably 2012-ish around that time, and started doing a lot more of the writing before kind of digging, getting full time into the the high school stuff. And twenty five twenty fourteen is so it's been about a decade, right? Man, Brock, that's longer than what I would have guessed. I mean, so that's about a dozen years or so. When you came to the paper, Brian, did you envision yourself covering the high school scene almost exclusively? You didn't know, or did you have ambition to cover something differently? Um, I, I really had no idea what was going to unfold. I mean, I, I came just to be a, a copy editor, so I was just working behind the scenes and. I mean, I, I had a background of covering things. I uh, covered small colleges down in Adrian and high school, so I was, you know, familiar doing both of those things. I went to Eastern Michigan, so I covered, you know, Division One athletics there, the football program and the, the men's basketball program there as well, too. So I really didn't know what was going to happen, but uh, obviously things unfolded like they did. And, you know, I've been covering women's basketball for the last decade, and, and the high school's beat as well, too, so... Do you have much help on the high school beat? Because when, as a subscriber, when I look at the paper and I look at the stats of all those sports and all those teams and all those schedules and all those standings, I think that must take an enormous amount of time to collate. And it's one thing if you do have staff help, but does most of that fall on you to make sure that it's produced in the paper? Yeah, so we have um, Matt Pike. He's a great resource for us behind the scenes. And he's a guy that takes a lot of the phone calls for us that come in and compiles the basketball results at night and you know a lot of the emails that we get in with scores as well too and obviously i help him out with that so he he does a little a lot of the nuts and bolts with like you know putting together the schedules uh for the daily schedules and, and some of the things that you might see in the the scoreboard section of the paper and then obviously we have uh nathaniel bott who helps us out with the high school stuff as well too and also covers michigan state hockey for us as well so is there one aspect of your job in producing all of the high school coverage or the vast majority of it yourself that the public does not understand how this works in one area more than any other area that you could say this is one thing where you guys don't understand the limitations or the restrictions that we have is there an area that you could identify right away or not I, I 
think so. I mean, I think a lot of, you know, I think people might generally get it now just because, I mean, newsrooms are a lot smaller than they were when I started. I remember when I started in Lansing, there was like, what, six or maybe five or six people in at night, you know, helping to design the paper. And there's not even six people on the, on the sports staff right now as well, too. So, I mean, it's just a lot harder now to get to places, whereas maybe a decade ago, you I mean, you could get to a lot more games and, and you, know, you, know, you could cover a lot more teams in, in a lot better way. But now it's just you kind of have to uh, use your time wisely because it's because of the resources that you have. And pretty much I'm the only person full-time covering uh, high school sports in the area. So uh, for us, so it's kind of, uh, you know, you're trying to get to where you can get to and trying to kind of pick the best matchup that you can get to which obviously impacts the maybe the amount of coverage that uh, certain schools will get just because we are we're not able to get to as many places as maybe we were 15 20 years ago right um my sense is as long as you've been there you're you know in in, in my 2000 years around here you know the lansing state journal has had several very well noted well known and for that matter popular in my opinion high school uh lead editors beginning with hal bateman who covered high schools and he loved track and field and he now in those days of course it was different the paper was 50,000 times bigger the deadlines were later there was no internet there was no cable tv so in the paper i remember it was noteworthy when the paper went from an afternoon publication to the morning to match the Detroit papers. And I think it spiked uh, circulation greatly with the morning newspaper. It did change a little bit of the deadlines, but there were still, you know, late night, unlike, you know, the world is today. And don't get me wrong, broadcasting has changed tremendously and continues to do so. We have restrictions like everybody else. But Hal Bateman was the high school editor, and then he went on to become the sports information director at Air Force Academy. And then that brought in Bob Gross, who was known for years and years and years. Um, and it was amazing to me the popularity that he had, especially amongst the coaches, because almost to a coach, all of them gave Bob Gross whatever scoops they might have in high school. Now, the world was different then. And then, of course, Jeff Kimmerly came along, and then that leads to you. Were you aware of the names of those three guys that I just mentioned to you through the years that have had your job for the most part? No, yeah, I've known some of them, and you know, I remember, you know, back several years ago when Bob Gross got inducted into the uh, Greater Lansing Sports Hall of Fame, and I believe I might have been the person that wrote the story on him, or someone else did the story on him. But you know, I just kind of remember kind of learning a little bit more about him, and then obviously Jeff and I crossed paths short, you know, for a, maybe a year or two in Lansing when he was still, because when I arrived, he was actually still. Uh, serving as the uh, prep sports editor at that point in time. So him and I had crossed paths a little bit and had gotten to know him uh, from some time to time as well, too. I didn't, I didn't, wasn't really aware of Hal Bateman. Uh, that's, that's the one I hadn't really heard of. But, you know, obviously I'm very familiar with the, the other two and you know, the marks that they've made in the area. And, you know, you still hear people talk about them from time to time as well, as well too, just kind of with the impact that they made uh covering sports here in greater Lansing. Right. So over the dozen years or so that you've been here with the paper, generally speaking, 
when you look at the impact of high school sports in any way across the mid-Michigan area, or for that matter, across the circulation area where the Lansing State Journal tends to cover, do you have any impressions of any changes, any trends, any thoughts on what you've observed through the 12 years uh, in that regard? I mean, it's kind of an oblique question, obtuse question, but I'm kind of interested to hear. I mean, you've had a lot of observations of a lot of schools, a lot of coaches, a lot of fan bases, a lot of athletes, and so on. You know, I just think this is an area that is really into high school sports, and there's some communities that really you know, kind of rally behind their teams. I mean, you think, for example, you look at, you know, Puama, Westphalia, and, you know, a lot of the success that they've had over the past decade, whether it was in football or, you know, volleyball and, you know, state championships that they've won in cross country and, you know, track and field and whatnot. I mean, and you see communities like that, you know, go out and show out for for their sports teams and just the passion that they have. I mean, I was just at Langsburg last night, uh, you know, covering uh, them as they finished up their perfect regular season. And you, you kind of see some of these small towns that are a little bit outside of, of, of Lansing and just, you know, the pride that they have in their sports. But then you also kind of, you know, you look at some of the big school environments as well, too. And one of the things that, you know, has generally impressed me is just, you know, some of the crowds that we've been able to get at some of the boys' basketball matchups, I think I remember early on in my tenure covering high school here, uh, Trevor Manuel and Everett, you know, and they had those special teams when uh, Desmond Ferguson was leading the way and the crowds they used to attract to see some of their games. And uh, I can remember, uh, they believe, uh, Everett, Okemos, or Everett East Lansing District Final, you know, back some years ago with Trevor Manuel playing and, you know, just uh, uh, being the line outside the door, you know, at Okemos High School waiting to see that matchup as well, too. So, just that passion, and, and even now with uh, East Lansing boys basketball and just some of the crowds that we've seen uh, follow them around uh, this season as well, too. Uh, you know, whether it was at Okemos or uh, the crowd at Waverly a couple of weeks ago when uh, when they played uh, in that tight game. That was a very, very thrilling finish out there as well, too. So I think the passion and just the way that a lot of people have uh, you know rallied behind you know their high school communities, especially some of the teams that have had a lot of success. I mean, Mason football, just, I mean, the crowd that surrounded them this year as they made the run to, uh, to Ford field and, and made some school history as well too. So, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that has definitely, uh, you know, kind of impressed me, uh, uh, just during my time covering sports here for sure. Right. And over the 12 years, could you identify one aspect of your job in your 12 year run that you are most proud of and have enjoyed the most and one area that has frustrated you the most, if there's an answer on either side there? Well, I think just, you know, one of the tough things is just not being able to get to as many places as you'd like to get to just because I feel like, you know, there's a lot of schools in their coverage area and there's a lot of stories that, that can be told. And sometimes it's unfortunate that you can't always tell the stories that, uh, you know, that maybe deserve to be told just because of you know, maybe time restrictions or, you know, just because you're you're stretched a little on the thin side when you're covering a lot of different things and being a one person. Uh, as I said, obviously, you know, in the winters, I, I cover Michigan State women's basketball as well as the high school beat. So obviously that takes up, you know, some time as well, too, when you could be maybe doing some other stories and you're covering them as well, too. And so, I mean, I think that is just, you know, one of the, the tough things about the job is, you know, only being one person and not being able to get to to as many places as possible. And on the flip side of that, I think, you know, I think one of the things that you enjoy when you're kind of around a while is being able to kind of build relationships with, with different 
coaches and you know sometimes when you when you're able to go places and you know see a lot of faces that you're you recognize and you know people know under, know, kind of getting to know you a little bit more on a personal level than just you know uh you know, i'm a reporter and i'm covering you and i'm coming to ask you questions i mean there's so many times when people will come up oh how's your kids doing you know or, or things like that as well too so i just think you know some of the relationships that you're able to to build with people that you are uh you know covering and also maybe people that have followed your work over the years and you know are kind of getting to know you as well too from a personal standpoint i think that's uh not been one of the cool aspects of it right so before i let you go i you know uh, when you're around this for this long, you know, I think about who are the most fascinating high school subjects that you remember covering through the years. I mean, clearly for me, on the athlete side, it would clearly be Urban Magic Johnson. On the coach's side, you know, there are several, and when I say that doesn't mean you're the best coach or the worst or whatever, just is it fascinating to talk to these guys? And there are several of them, the two that stand out uh, through the years because of the way they just they were addressed, I would say, one's retired, one's still active, I would say Pat O'Keefe at Grand Legend Football and Baseball and Rob Zimmerman in Football at DeWitt. But I may not be around these guys the way you are on a regular basis. So my last question is, through 12 years, could you identify any individual, whether it was an athlete or a coach or several of them, that stand out in your mind that you're most fascinated with when you interview them for whatever reason that would commit to your memory moving forward for the times you had with them uh, covering them uh, through the years? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I definitely agree with the Rob Zimmerman thing. I mean, just with what he's done with the wit football. I would I also had Bill McCollin with the Wade girls basketball just – the amount of consistent success that he's had and you know, just some of the stories that you've heard about him as well too. Uh, I remember last year when he was closing in on a milestone win and, and doing some work on him and, you know, talking to Marcy Yule, um, his longtime assistant, just kind of about him. And it just, you know, he seems to be a fascinating person, just not only just with the success that he's had, but just the behind the scenes work and also the willingness that he has to go on and, and maybe help other people. Um, you know, Pat O'Keefe, you know, obviously he's, someone that definitely stands out and you know i actually had the privilege of also covering uh larry tello who's down in blitzfield and you know obviously him and pedal keith were uh going head-to-head for the all-time wins in uh michigan high school baseball history for for the longest time so i've gotten a chance to you know both of know both of those guys through uh this profession as well too but you know pedal keith definitely stands out uh, you know, Alf Robin, you know, what he's done at Portland State Patrick. Yep. And obviously, he, I mean, he's, I mean, he's a, he's a legend uh, as well, too, in this area that, you know, we've been able to have. And then there's just been some, you know, fascinating athletes as well, too. You know, I mentioned, you know, Trevor Manuel when he was in high school. Uh, Brandon Johns, you know, those, those that group when he was leading East Lansing, I mean, that was a, a fascinating uh, group of guys to follow as well, too. You know, Tony Poljan, uh was fun to follow uh, at Lincoln Catholic and another coach, Jim Ahern. Absolutely. He's a definitely a coach that stands out with, you know, what he did for that Lansing Catholic football program and, you know, you know turned it into uh, the successful program that we've seen over the last decade as well, too. And obviously he has just such a fascinating story as well, too. Uh, Terry Hesbrook at Ithaca uh, with what he did as well, too. I mean, I think there's just a, a number of them that you can, you know, name off in greater Lansing that have had, 
uh, just a ginormous impact in their communities with, with what they've been able to do. I never would have thought Jim Ahern could do what he did when he came to Lansing Catholic. To me, it's one of the great high school success stories in our area. And then, of course, there are the Olympic sports, which you don't hear as much about. The late Rocky Shaft uh, at Holt and in wrestling. Mike Smith, who had a tremendous football run at several schools. To me, most notably, Eaton Rapids, the way he got him off the mat and made him a playoff type. I mean, it goes on and on. I always say the greatest human interest stories in sports, at least around here, to me, are far more at the high school level than anything else. One thing is just because there's there's more people, there are more teams, and so on and so forth. And before and Brock hasn't driven you nuts yet, huh? That that uh, that <laughs> that relationship still seems to work. Glad you said yet. That you know it hasn't driven you nuts yet, huh? I mean, good for you. Uh, oh yeah, it's all good. Brock's very accommodating, so I I appreciate all the all that he does. Uh, absolutely. Very good. Brian, I appreciate your time. I'm a, I'm a subscriber, so I read all that, get a lot out of all that. The high school sports, it's always a challenge, okay, uh, for newspapers anywhere, especially in communities like this, to be able to cover an entire huge area. Um, and through the years, I mentioned Brian joins those from the Lansing State Journal have been noteworthy through the years as covering the high school beat uh, at the top of the uh, department. I appreciate your time this morning. Stay in touch. Uh, you got our phone number to pass anything on. We'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks for having me, Tim. Brian, Brian Calloway, the Lansing State Journal. He's he's taught you a few things, hasn't he? You've learned a few things. I've learned a few things from yeah. him, yeah. I, I would have liked to think that, you know, I was the one responsible for that. But others say there's no way you could have taught him that. There's no way you could have taught him that. Doc and, well, no, your family probably said that to you. You know, the bad things that he's got, he might have got those bad habits from you in this regard. And That's I entirely I, possible. I never deny that. We'll go to break, come back, calling water hotline 300-4263. This is the Wednesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. Here's what's on tap today here on The Game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. Coming up, uh, we got other guests coming up. Chris Solari, a few other possibilities coming up for the remainder of the show. Uh, happy to have uh, Brian Calloway on uh, today. At uh, 1 o'clock, ESPN Radio. Then at 3, it is the huge show. At 6.45 tonight, WVFN, Michigan State women's basketball. They're at Purdue tonight. Dalton Shetler will be on the call from West Lafayette. And over on 1240 WJIM and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ, it is the a special Wednesday edition of the Tom Izzo Radio Show. That's what's on tap. The game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. The prestigious Abood Law Firm has offices in East Lansing and Birmingham and has been around since 1956. 332-5900, Abbott and Saginaw and East Lansing. Abood Law understands it's essential to get an attorney involved in your legal issues as early as possible. If you're dealing with legal problems, contact Andrew Abood and his great staff at Abood Law in East Lansing immediately and you'll get the help that you need and can depend on. Abood Law, we heartily endorse Andrew Abood to Bood Law 332-5900. Young or old, okay, male or female, you got some pains, you got aches, peak performance physical therapy is where you ought to start first. And they've got locations now in DeWitt, Mason, Westshire Drive in Lansing, and also Grand River Avenue in Okemos. 853-6800 is the number. Before you go through all those doctors and any of those surgeries, let their people take good care of you if they've done for so many people in the area. And hey, if you mention Stout on Sports when scheduling your evaluation, you receive a free gift when you come in for your first appointment. Peak Performance Physical Therapy. What is the Greater Lansing Sports Authority? 
They're a full-service sports commission with a passion for bringing in, creating, and supporting sports events of all kinds. And their free services include everything from event development and tournament planning, locating the right partners and facilities, and even recruiting volunteers. They're dedicated to helping you host the best event possible in Michigan's capital region. In Greater Lansing, we all love the game. You can learn more at lansingsports.org. It's the red-hot place in Lansing, in the Frandor Shop. Center, Sparty's Coney Islands. It's where all the world's problems get solved by everybody that loves the place, and it's only open till 2 o'clock each day. The breakfasts on Saturday or any other day are great, but those Sparty Coney Islands are fantastic. Catering carry out the works, okay? Oh, there are other items on the menu, but on Tuesdays, you can get the Sparty's Coney Island Spectacular for half price, $1.99 for Coney's. That's on Tuesday. Sparty's Coney Islands in Frandor. If you're thinking about home renovation or adding or changing a deck at your home, you want Custom Built in Okemos. For more than 15 years, Custom Built Design and Remodeling has been the leading full-service design-build remodeling company in mid-Michigan, and owner Michael Flory has built it from the ground up over the years. If you're curious about what the difference between a general contractor and a design-build company is, you got to Google Custom Built in Okemos to see all they can do for you. We swear by Custom Built in Okemos. A great renovation company. Michigan Plumbing, a leading provider of plumbing, drain cleaning, and water heater services to homeowners in the mid-Michigan area. And you can get an expert in your home free for an evaluation. Call 322-2994. 24-7 emergency plumbing and drain services for the entire mid-Michigan area. All home plumbing emergencies, all makes and models of equipment. What a great company it is. Michigan Plumbing. And they're right when they say we exceed your expectations. See for yourself. Michigan Plumbing today. Hi, I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals on Fresh from Meyer family pack chicken thighs for $1.49 per pound and blackberries for 99 cents. Plus, I can save even more with M Perks when I shop in store, online, and with every qualifying prescription filled at the Meyer Pharmacy. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. All right, golfers, we're not quite ready to open Grossbeck Golf Course yet, but Grossbeck Golf Course in Lansing has got some options for you indoors. Grossbeck is offering $40 an hour simulator rental in the pro shop. And for an extra $30, the pro, Greg, everybody knows, and will provide private lessons for a group of up to four players. It's an option for those new to golf or for those who want to tweak and practice before the golf season outdoors. Check with Grossbeck, okay, at 483-4333 for the indoor golf options they have before the outdoor season begins. Best in sports talk starts now on the only station the people of Lansing turn to for sports. The game, 7.30 a.m. On we go from the Driven Collision Studios here at WVFN Radio. Time now for our daily Gillespie group, Sparrow Stout on Sports High School Salute. we got two teams to, we're saluting this morning. They've both been mentioned in the past, but hey... They're both in the news for a positive results. The Gillespie Group has got positive results and is renowned for bringing 
positive change through creative real estate solutions. Many of their developments are recognized locally and nationally. On the girls' side, what, DeWitt uh, last night won outright. The CAAC White Championship beat Holt last night. And put them, the, beat them in the fourth quarter. Close for three quarters, but then put them away in the fourth quarter. Uh, they're the outright CAAC Blue Champs. And uh, even in a CMAC League game, Lingsburg won its game at home last night by 63 points over BAP, 90-27. to 27. Xander Woodruff, another 30-plus point game. I think he had 34-35. So they finished the regular season 22-0, and and with 25-1 and last season, they were undefeated in the regular season a year ago. So in Langsburg's last 48 games, they've won 47, and now they go into the district phase. And I think, what, they've got a home district, Brian? they got a home district this year. So there you go. Uh, marketplace apartments by the Gillespie Group are in the stadium district and provide riverfront and river trail access out your back door. The MP Social Bar and Lounge in the lobby and unique layouts. You want to take a look at them? The Gillespies are more than happy to give you a tour of their properties when you call. 679-7364, 679-7364. And the Gillespies this morning are saluting the CAAC White Division. Is that or blue? To which one is it? DeWitt is it the CAAC Blue. CAAC Blue champions, the DeWitt girls, who won last night to clinch it. And uh, in the CMAC, Langsburg's boys, number one in the state in the Associated Press Division Three poll. They've gone two straight regular seasons undefeated. They've won 47 of their last 48, and they won over Bath last night, 90-27 to 27 to, uh, to finish off the regular season. And the uh, boys' district tournament begins on Monday. Yes, and I am compiling those right now to be put up on our website. When I get it finished, I'll let you know when you can go to the game, 730am.com, because people have been asking. And uh, I have been told, Tim, that uh, the MHSA is working on simplifying the um, way you get the uh, district uh, brackets. Tell me if they are letting the proper people know about your complaint, your and other people's complaints about being difficult to read and follow. Uh, before we get to the top of the hour, anything Brian Calloway, you know him a lot better than I do. Anything he there's said stuff I didn't know. Is you, there anything that stood out from his comments? I didn't, I didn't know he came from Adrian, um, but uh, but you told me you're going to ask different questions than I do, and that's perfectly all right and uh, good to get to his perspective on. High school coaches, because you know you have a deeper background on that. Just simply, you go back further. Yeah, but than you we guys do. talked. You and Fred and Brian, you, the, the the coaches in the area, I, I don't, for I'm the not most a, part, are terrific. Well, they I mean they fall on a sword for Fred, which bugs me a little bit. Uh, that bugs me a little bit when they call to offer us a story, which is endless. The, my, my phone never rings. When my phone rings, it's Doc telling me to pick up a quart of milk on the way home. When his phone rings, it's a story from some coach. Sure. If he calls a coach and they don't answer, they, they call him right back. That bugs me a little bit, too. Mm -hmm. Like I, And then he'll have it on speakerphone. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Fred will. Yes. And then You're I'll right. lean over and I'll say, hi, this is Tim. I'd like to say hi. And they'll say, Tim who? And, <laughs> uh, you know, no, I don't think that happens. Uh, Tim who? Who's that? Who, Fred, who's with you around there? But it's the same way here because they call Brock back all the time. And I lean over and I say, hi, Tim, saying hi to you. Who, who, who's that's, next to you? That's happened a couple of times over the years. Not that often, but it, ha it's ha ugh, it has happened a couple of times. Uh, but, I, you know, I'm just, I'm around greatness. I mean, I'm, I'm around. I think, frankly, one reason. Are you around greatness? Or I'm around you, greatness. Or are you around sickness? Kind of a little bit of both. Well, Fred had about two years off from comp days because of all of his Detroit Lions work during the playoffs. So they want him to take him. So now he's back after nine days. And his favorite line in the office through, the, through three years or three and a half years with us has been, I don't know how you guys ever make it on the air. 
Mm. So my line when it comes back is the upset of the century is you were gone nine days and we were on the air every single day. You made it. I want to say then call the paper and let them know that we were on the day. But he's back today. And you know what? Now everything will get complicated because now he'll want to do everything his way. I got to have to listen to some baloney about spring training that nobody cares about and all that. Uh, but he's like you. If you make a dollar bet and you try to buy him out for 95 cents, he's just like you. He's just greedy and stubborn. That's one hour in the books. Uh, Andrew's supposed to call us here in a few moments, and I got legal questions for him moving forward. Of course forward you do. On the Wednesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. Lansing, a town square media station. Lansing Sports Leader. The game, 730 AM. AM. Sports fans unite. Let's go! This is the one place you can call home for all things sports. We're the game, 730 AM. Welcome to the Sparrow Stout on Sports. On Lansing Sports Station, the game, 730 AM. Starring the Dean. Of Mid Michigan Sports Tim Stout. Give him a call on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517 300 4263 or send him an email at tim.stout at wilx.com. Now, celebrating his 30th anniversary on the radio in Mid Michigan, here's the Dean himself, Tim Stout. Hour number two this morning is brought to you by the two Wash World locations. Okay, now remember, $2 off on Wednesdays. It's Wednesday. Okemos and Jolly Road on the west side, I-96 at the MLK exit. All right, they have gift cards available, free vacuum service all the time, frequency discounts, and a whole lot more. How about the best wash in the area? At least we found it that way. Wash World, Matt Madison, all the great people at Wash World to take good care of you. Brock, if you did, you know, we're always talking about the Greater Lansing Sports Authority and how the different... The Lansing Sports Commission, they've changed their name. They've changed it to the Lansing Sports Commission. Yes, they have. Uh, they have four events that are coming up here right around the corner that will bring more than 2,000 athletes, coaches, families, and spectators to our area. In national events coming up in our area, archery, bowling, and gymnastics which will take place at the Lansing Center, Royal Scott Golf and Bowl, and the Ingham County Fairgrounds. Uh, at the Ingham County Fairgrounds, when's February 23rd? Today's the 21st. That would be Friday. Friday through Sunday, the USA Archery Indoor Nationals and the USA Archery JOAD jo in, in, Indoor Nationals. 300 archers. Uh, they'll have 213 archers here from 18 states. And whatever the JOAD event, we'll see nearly 100 archers from six states. I haven't told you this yet. They wanted me to come out and fire the first shot. Oh, really? Providing, they said, can you come up with a gimmick that would make it good? And I said, let's put an apple on Brock's head, put yeah. it down at the end, and I'll fire away and see if I can hit that apple. They didn't think, I said, they said, would he go along with that? And I said, well, that's going to be an issue. Yeah. Uh, the Knights of Columbus 82nd Annual State Bowling Tournament is already, uh, it started February 17th, so it's underway at Royal Scott. Four weekends. It concludes the weekend of March 23rd and 24th. Hundreds of bowlers anticipated to compete each weekend. At the Lansing Center, the Drop It Like It's Hot Gymnastics Invitational. 900 competing gymnasts, uh, February 23 to 20. So that's Friday through Sunday. 
Uh, special guest is Caitlin Ohashi, and a portion of proceeds will benefit Project Heal. And the, NC, the NJCA, the National Junior College Athletic Association, Men's and Women's Bowling National Championship at Royal Scott from February 29th. What is today again? The 21st, so it's a week from tomorrow. That'll go through that weekend. Yep. The third year that Lansing has hosted a national championship, more than 40 teams and approximately 250 bowlers. That's just, that's a big deal. That's right. Uh, you know, that's just a big deal. Uh, so congratulate to the Lansing Sports Commission. Because it is like Megan a, Megan Zemer and her great staff at the Lansing Sports Commission. Yeah, so so there you go on that. Uh, uh, other, uh, I didn't uh, tell me if you agree with this point. I think one that because we had Brian Calloway in the Lansing State Journal on an hour number one, they were talking about the high school trends, blah blah blah. I think through the years, one thing that has helped stimulate interest in high school sports in our area is the fact that the Michigan High School Athletic Association is located in this community. So for that reason, oh, the state headquarters, absolutely, a number of events are held in this general area. I mean, we have, uh, you know, the, the well, the state basketball f- semifinals and finals are in the Breslin Center for the most part, right? The boys and the girls, mm-hmm. and that's been a big deal here. I miss the Jenison Fieldhouse days, but I get the fact since 1989, the Breslin Center uh, has been the home of basketball here on campus and has hosted the finals. And uh, and then, you know, in the spring, well, we have soccer, we have uh, softball, baseball. They're all in this area as well, along with endless district and regional tournaments and a variety of sports. And I think with the MHSA located here, essentially in the middle of the state, in the capital city with the Big Ten school, uh, it, I mean, I think it just permeates around the area that there's attention because... I, you know, through 54 years of this, I don't think our coverage has changed very much. And if it has, it's accelerated more than anything else. Because we covered them back in the 1970s. You know, I mean, you know, we were in on all Friday night. High school football was a big deal back in the 1970s, just like it's a big deal, you know, in the communities today. And I mentioned they have the four high school standout lead reporters for the paper. You're old, if you remember Hal Bateman. And man, did he, Brock, he carried a stopwatch with him. He used to go to cover the track and field high school meets with his own stopwatch. <laughs> and he timed some from the stands and then put that down. He was meticulous. Uh, and then, he, as I say, then he ret- he wasn't from this area. And I don't remember where he came in from. I want to say the East Coast. But he went to the Air Force Academy as sports information director, and I lost track of him. And then, of course, the legendary Bob Gross. I'll never forget, and, and he and I got it's along. It's hard to believe it's almost been 30 years I'll never, since he passed away. Uh, you remember the late Paul Cook? Oh, yes. So for his retirement dinner, they had a big retirement dinner uh, for Paul Cook, and they wanted a couple of speakers. And so whoever was ahead of the committee said, would you speak on behalf of the media at Paul Cook's dinner? So I said, I got to get back to you on that because I thought the one who should speak on behalf of Paul Cook is Bob Gross. He's he's the high school superstar in the area. So I called him up and I said, and I didn't know how I was going to broach it because I didn't want him mad at somebody who didn't ask him in the first place. And I, you know, and I'm a lot younger than, by the way, too. And I said to him on the phone, "This is what's happened. They want me to come speak at this, Bob. But you know, one person. I said it'd be one thing if you were involved in this too. But they tell me there are only three or four. You know, there's one from the family, one from the coaches, one from the school, and one from the media. I don't feel like I should be the one. And he couldn't have been nicer. He said, "No, you should do it. 
that's what you do, blah, 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 the whole deal. And I remember I was, un, you know, and he was sitting there in the front row and he was, you know, taking notes because he was going to write a story in the paper. And I remember if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to salute him because he and Paul Cook were really, really, I mean, who wasn't? Bob, Bob was close to everybody. And then if I remember correctly, Brock, I, I don't want to use the term necessarily murdered, but he lost his life in some kind of a, a situation which was abnormal, right? I think there was a criminal it issue. It was a criminal act. It was yeah, a criminal act that cost him his life. And all 1995, the... almost 30 years that, how ago. How do you know it was that date? How do you know it was It 95? was 30 because the one time that I met him was at the Diamond Classic in 1995 and literally like a week or two after the Diamond Classic is when he uh, died. I mean, he had every coach in the palm of his hand. I mean, Pretty and, much. And, and deservedly so, because he went out of his way to, to cover the block. But you know what? But newspaper, t t in today's world, he'd have a brutal time because he would, after the games, the stories were in the paper so that the next morning, and they weren't, you know, little tiny small agate. They were, you know, I mean, the paper had eight, nine sports pages, but times changed. Our, our business has changed. This business has changed. Mm -hmm. um, and then when he left, I thought, you know, this is going to be tough. I mean, I think Jeff Kimberly had a tough act to follow. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, he was after Ryan Armbrustmacher, who's originally from Fowler. He followed um, he followed Bob Gross, and then... And so there was an intermediary Jeff, before Jeff yeah, was Ryan, there. Yeah, Ryan Armbrustmacher, and then Jeff Kimberly. I think those jobs are hard. It is. And one Gotta reason be. they're hard is the only time you hear feedback is usually negative. Some parent doesn't like the coverage. Some parent doesn't like that so-and-so didn't get covered. My son, my daughter, you don't cover this school. We've I, all heard it, Tim. I mean, we've all heard it. I can only imagine what it must be for the newspaper people, how they hear it, and how you deal with it is another issue. We had a woman, Brock, the other day. This is on a little bit of a different subject, but I'll, I'll bring it up. It, we, through the years, when we would get complaints... If I thought it was reasonably constructive criticism, I would get uh, management permission and answer. Either, you know, in the email world, it's a lot easier to email. But I find most now, times, yeah. if it's just some critic that just, you know, it's off the rails, I tell our staff, don't, don't answer it. Don't, you know, don't take calls in the office. Don't start arguing. We've had, report, we've had people on our staff through the years. You know, Izzo used to do it, too. If he saw something, he'd call him up, whoever it was, even if he didn't know him, and start arguing with him. I don't think Tom probably does that today, certainly not as much, although maybe with media people he does or he texts, whatever. Uh, but we've had staff people that we would get complaints through the years, and they'd get on, they'd call, they'd go back. I said, you cannot win this argument. You can't win this fight because they already have their mind made up one way or the other. But that changed a bit the other day. Uh, the other day, our man at television, the general manager, she got an email. This would have been last week. And she said, with the, with the growth and the success of Michigan State hockey this season, words to the effect of how is it that your sports department drops the ball and doesn't cover uh you know with any great degree michigan state hockey so our general man she's a big hockey because she's the one who got us the great lakes invitational tournament when mm. no one else would carry it okay for starters so she just passed it on to me and i read it to the staff and they were absolutely incensed We've covered every game, every news conference, more features, on the line, blah, 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 every show, blah, 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 the whole deal, Michigan, the whole, on and on and on we go. So I sent back to my 
my boss, I just emailed her back and I said, the staff's incensed about this. And, and I, I said, here's what we have and here's what we've done, blah, blah, blah. And she said, I totally agree with you. So then she said, why don't you break your tradition? And, and I knew who it was, to be honest with okay. you. I knew who it was. And, and the guy said, answer back. Answer. I said, you know what? I'm not going to do that because you're going pe- to, when you're dealing with the general public, you're going to have to put up in some cases with people who have absolutely no idea what the reality of all this is and and then just deal. Plus the fact, if you tell them something they don't like, you may lose a viewer. I mean, I said to my boss, at least she's obviously watching, although she doesn't watch everything because we have this on day after day after day, let alone on radio, because Adam Knight and Dick Gale, because he's a good guy, he come, when we, here's how we get him for a guest every week. He gets about 15 minutes notice with a text. If you have a few minutes, can you call him? Then he does, right? And Brock said this morning, him, did you get him today? Because today's Wednesday. Tim, I told, I told him he is getting as punctual as Jake Boss does. Because, you know, if we tell Jake Boss, call at 1025, you know, we'll be on at 1025, call at the call then. You know, by God, Jake Boss calls at 1025. Adam Nightingale's the same So way. the staff kept saying, go ahead, answer that email. Answer for it. I, I, and I debated it and debated it. And I finally said, no, I'm not going to do it. Because that, that, I, I'm not going to argue with someone who is so ignorant about what the reality and the facts have been. Not only this, I used to have that. That happened once during Ron. And when I tell you what, I lost my temper too. There was once during Ron Mason's years, where, and we were on the air. And some guy called in. He since has passed away, and he was very close to the hockey program. And he made a flippant remark on the air about, well, you guys don't cover it anyway. And I'll tell you what, Brock, that got me the wrong. Now, since I'm an old geezer anymore, I've learned to deal with some of this stuff a lot easier. Because when you deal with the public, you have to be sure to understand that you're not going to be always held in high esteem. I know that from sitting here with you, which is, you know, which has really done a great job of kind of conditioning me on a daily basis. I'll make a brilliant point, then you'll argue with me. Then I'll make another brilliant point, you'll argue with me. And if you won't argue with me, then Fred will. So, and then if he won't do it, then Doc will. And if she won't do it, then the boys will. So, and then most often or not, you guys are like the hallelujah chorus, and you all agree that he's completely lost. Well, like you say, this is why, folks. What's wrong with him? It's why there's a bingo card out there. For yeah, there's a bingo card out there with all of the incredible things that, that come out uh, through the course of a day. But I tell it because that thing came up. Uh, and I can only imagine what the guys... And I would think, you know, the MHSAA, they must get criticism. Officially, oh, my goodness. The officials of these games, they must get criticism. The way the schools do what they do, I can tell you from a, a teacher married to one for 44 years, I listened to that criticism. And I think I couldn't possibly do that. I could not possibly do that dealing with the general public. I never thought it was as bad as it is right now. That's why we don't respond... 99% of the time to stuff that comes in because I tell my boss you cannot win with that you cannot win at all you're not going to go argue with someone I remember a couple of years ago with one of our <laughs> former staffs uh, there were a couple of really good quarterbacks in the area and you know their teams were winning and of course as the quarterback you're going to get a lot of you know probably did stories in that we had a woman from one of the area schools whose son also was a very good quarterback, but the team wasn't winning nearly as much. Gotcha. So she she wrote us letters. She called. She went on and on how unfair we were, how we didn't give Johnny the publicity that was always so on. And so it was always this guy, that guy, everything else. And I remember telling him, I said, he's a senior with one game to go. Don't answer that, because I'm telling you, she will completely lose interest the moment that kid's done playing, and we'll never hear from her again. And we never did. 
To break, we go and back we come. The Culligan Water Hotline, 342-63. This is the Sparrow Stout on Sports. City Limits in Mason, what a gathering place for people who've enjoyed bowling and just recreation and get-togethers for a number of years, and it's going hot and heavy, and it's safe and sound, and you ought to see all the people in the parking lot who enjoy City Limits every single day. You can sign up for a bowling league for a special occasion seven days a week after a game or go watch games on the big screen TV. City Limits on Cedar Street in Mason. Everybody knows where it is, and everybody loves it. You'll love City Limits, Cedar Street in Mason. Infinity Chiropractic, serving our area for 40 years under the ownership of Dr. Harry Satimi. Their offices cover the area between East Lansing, St. Joe Highway, and Lansing and Grand Ledge. They're always accepting new patients. They welcome patients of all ages and enjoy caring for infants, children, expectant mothers, and families. Stop in at any of the three offices and be sure to find a family. You'll see they're having their spines checked and fixed. A total of six chiropractors between the three offices. Infinity Chiropractic. Of all the recommendations that I've ever given you on this program through the years, no one goes higher than the Munn team for real estate advice. John and Jan Munn work as hard as anyone in the business, trust me, and they truly are realtors who get results. John's cell phone, 881-6623. Jan's at 282-6781. And when they put the one-two whammy on a sale or to get you the best deal possible, you have the best people working for you. The Munn team, realtors who truly get results for anything real estate. It hasn't changed through the years. The best in casual finance dining throughout mid-Michigan Dusties on Grand River Avenue in Okemos. What a wonderful place for special occasions. And the tap room, far more casual next door, but just as popular in so many ways. Gift cards are available. And if there's a gift you need for that hard-to-find someone for any occasion, the gift baskets and other items are spectacular. Check out all the great wines from around the world and the delicatessen. Something for everyone. Dusty's Grand River Avenue in Okemos. Welcome back to the Harrison Roadhouse and the Nuthouse, two dining staples in Greater Lansing, both on Michigan Avenue. Go enjoy the Harrison Roadhouse for any Michigan State event coming up. You'll love the Harrison Roadhouse. Been around for years. Dewey Bramson's turned that place into a monster sensation, right? Just like he's done it with the Nuthouse downtown right across the ballpark in the Lansing Center. Beggar's Banquet is there for you as well. Great places for dining fun for everyone. The Roadhouse, the Nuthouse, and Beggar's Banquet for you seven days a week. Hey, Michiganders, take them back. For decades, the state returned 90% of bottles and cans, making the state number one in the nation. Today, Michigan is only returning a disappointing 75%. State can do better, and it starts with you. Michigan's 10-cent deposit is a convenient and simple way to keep the streets, parks, and waterways clean, all while conserving valuable resources. These are your roads, your lakes, beaches, and your dimes, so take them back. The message brought to you by ShoePan, a Michigan company delivering sustainable material solutions since 1968. Golf is never out of season at Michigan State's Forest Acres Complex. Regardless of the weather or the time of the year, you can practice with the facilities. And 
the pro shops have all kinds of spectacular apparel and Michigan State artifacts you really can't find anywhere else. Great for gift-giving ideas at any time of the year. Online, golf.msu.edu for everything Michigan State. And the 2024 season has got a lot of opportunities for golfers everywhere. Forest Acres Complex Golf at Michigan State. One of the special sports eateries in our area right across from Municipal Ballpark at Lansing Steakhouse Philly. A relaxed bar and eatery with sports on TV serving classic and creative cheesesteaks plus Greek fare that you'll enjoy. For dine-in or take-out, friends get together. Before and after Michigan State events, the campus is nearby. Open at 11 a.m. each day. Get the menu online at SteakhousePhilly.com. 337 22 10. What a wonderful place you'll enjoy anytime. Steakhouse Philly. From Mud Ice Arena to Little Caesars Arena, we've got the sports opinions that matter to you. From the Driven Collision Studios, we make friends by accident on the game, 7.30 a.m. On we go from the Driven Collision Studios here at WVFN Radio. Time now for our sports law segment brought to you by Abood Law. Since 1956, the superstar is Andrew Abood, who is on the other end of our line this morning. Morning. Good morning, Tim. I will get to a couple of questions that I have thought up, but sometimes I find it even more intriguing when I say, is there some kind of a legal issue in the world of sports that caught your fancy to think uh, to offer some thoughts to us about since the last time we visited. Oh man, now you put me on the spot. All right, well then, not 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 especially other than you know a little bit of a hangover. Wish Michigan State would have won last night. We seem to have been on a roll. We just two steps forward, one step back. Well, I guess that's the nature of college sports, right? In a lot of ways, some of these games are hard to figure. That one would have been hard to figure, uh, at least going into the game, but. That's that's the way athletic. That's the way sports work, right? Uh, you got to remember the other team is trying to win too. They are, and uh, and sometimes I think in a lot of ways, you know, obviously fans, media, whatever, they forget that. Jay Bellis of ESPN has been quoted this morning as saying, "There's no sense going any further. There's no sense fighting amateur sports collegiately any further. It's time to just contract." Uh, college athletes, pay them the salary and make it somewhat, you know, even across the board, much in the way the pros do, and go on from there as opposed to fighting this system. Do you have a reaction to that? I mean, it's, uh, it's you know, I wouldn't say it's too little too late, but it's headed in that direction, and there's just uh, enough money to go around that everybody can profit. And, and actually, you know, I think, there would be more money to be made as a result of it. Uh, I would suggest to Jay, Jay, for whatever this is worth, last year it was FOIA requested, it's been reported publicly, Michigan State's athletic department lost $11.2 million. So to pay the athletes, where do you think that revenue should come from moving what is, forward? Well, how, how is the math done on that? I don't know. It was reported in the Detroit papers. Well, well, okay, so let's say you have 110 football players, of which let's say 90 of them are on scholarship or 95. 85. 85. 85. 85 is the limit. Right. So does the athletic department pay this, you know, are they attributed to the expense of those athletes? Yes, I believe it is. That comes out of the athletic department. the academic expense. So if an athlete takes a course at Bessie Hall where there's 400 people in it 
and whatever the athlete has to pay, if it's an out-of-state, it's some large number, you know, $1,500, $2,000, $3,000 for the class. You know, yes, on, on that math, they lose money, but are they actually losing? Is it actually, I mean, on paper, yes, they might have lost money, but did they actually lose, did Michigan State actually lose need $3,000 because, you know, name the athlete, took a class at Bessie Hall, and did the athletic department actually write a check to the university? I mean, what, show me the math on it. So what you're saying uh, is yeah. the the money that is spent on scholarships could be transferred to salaries, generally speaking. Is that what I'm hearing? What I'm saying is that the athletic department, for if they give a full-ride scholarship to an athlete, I suspect that the math on their deficit shows that, you know, there's a that this athlete cost Michigan State, you know, whatever, $25,000 in an academic year. Well, room and board, that's one thing, but the actual money that it takes, I mean, is the athletic department really have an expense for that student of 25000 or whatever the uh, credits are to be at Michigan State? Is it a true expense or is it a paper expense? I mean, it's not... I mean, it may be a lost opportunity, but it's not really an out-of-pocket expense. Right. Now, how that figures out, I mean, yes, they do have to pay the university through the years the cost of scholarships, but whether that would be changed. I I mean, moving forward, is it possible we could have employees that play sports, but they don't necessarily have to be enrolled in school? In other words, if you're an MSU police officer, you don't have to go to class. If you're a janitor there, you don't have to go to class. You're an employee of the university. Would that include athletes? They're employees of the university, which has nothing to do with education. I mean, I think it would be difficult to be a police officer and be a football player, a basketball player, but it's, it's possible. It could be potentially a med student, but the question really in my mind is can you separate out the franchise that is Michigan State football and say, okay, we're going to run this like the Detroit Lions okay. and, 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 you know, fill the stadium and get the money and, and that's a job. And, you know, it essentially is in, in many ways, although they get their labor for free, they get the talent for free. Uh, does Title IX become a complication in that regard? Because all these experts and coaches I hear that say that, they say, well, you know, you got to play the basketball players and football players. But I thought Title IX meant equal opportunity for everyone unless you, there's a way to give equal opportunity, but we only pay some of the athletes who draw the revenue into the university. Has that got any traction to it? I, I think there's a, a workaround around Title IX, but I don't suspect that that would happen. But I think they would figure it out you know, to comply with Title IX and not get the work around. Uh, how do you, do you have a prediction on how this is all going to be moving forward? Because all we hear, you know, you hear coaches today and all the sports say, oh, they're moving forward, something's got to change and sustainability and on and on and on. Is there a solution to this that makes it seem to work? Because now the latest thing is, you know, when you go recruiting anymore, coaches in any sport, they have to re-recruit their own roster because of the transfer portal. Well, I think what did Mr. T say for his prediction was pain for the fight against Rocky. In Rocky Three, uh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, so I think here the prediction would be change. And I think, you know, when you watch the movies, what was it, Ronald Reagan, when he paid uh, whatever that football player was, and he said, and 
you know, win one for the Gipper. I mean, that kind of mentality of amateur athletics is probably what's held us back. And, you know, you can say, have all the stories. Well, I remember when, you know, amateur athletes just played for, you know, the, the spirit of the school or whatever you want to call it. And accept the fact that it's been for a long time that whether you're on the basketball team or a football team, it's a full-time job. And and most of the students, if they were given an opportunity to spend the, the day in the life of any one of those athletes, would probably say, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm not really sure that's something I want to do. And so, you know, they are entitled to be compensated, and especially when you're talking about the kind of money that that is being passed around at the NCAA level for, for the championships that they're playing for. And so the idea that an athlete only wants to play for the money or doesn't have that spirit or joy is probably an old fashioned, you know, attitude. And you just have to change that attitude. And and then we'll see policies that really reflect the existing uh, state of affairs in co- college athletics. So toward that end, if there's somewhat of a pro model that could be adopted relative to, you know, having employees, you know, get a salary for playing, the pros have a salary cap. Would a salary cap work in any way, shape, or form, do you think, in the college model moving forward, especially at the Division One school level? I mean, we know that they work. That we know that they work. I mean, there are, are are models out there right now, so we know that they work. How it would look at the at the Division One college athletics would be, you know, for people probably smarter than me. But we know, like the NFL has a has a salary cap. We know it works. It makes it competitive. We see, you know, we we obviously see certain dynasties, but it's hard to keep. And often those dynasties are a result of great players and not necessarily the teams with the most money. I don't know who the legal counsel is for the NCAA or how many are involved and what their bill is and so on and so forth. But do you think the legal counsel for the NCAA moving forward has suggestions that that organization can adopt that could keep them in business moving forward and adjusting that way? Or do you think the legal counsel, the NBA, has got to be dubious about that organization's future moving forward, knowing what it knows now about the legalities and some of the things that are in place now that could get shut down legally? Well, there's a lot of different dynamics. I'm certain that it's probably not just a single firm, but multiple firms, and certainly the NCAA could play a part they're a little bit uh sort of in the past and they need to move forward and we're seeing you know we're seeing the the, the sort of allegiance between the big ten and the ncaa is saying hey we're not gonna necessarily we're gonna figure this out on our own and to that extent uh that could be a problem for the ncaa but whether they hold on i'm certain that they're giving advice that's not only given the history and their their what I'll call archaic rules, they can also sort of look at where everything's moving and, and trying to figure it out and certainly do that with, um, you know, the idea that Congress may be looking at it from a Title IX perspective. Right. Uh, Olson was on, Brackett was yesterday. Well, yeah, he was on, Olson's on yesterday. Olson is convinced that the PGA Tour moving forward 
help me with this, Brock. He thought basically the PGA is dead in the water for the way it has done business previously, that Liv is going to be a part of it moving forward, even though it's got another $3 billion deal to get revenue from partnerships within the United States. He believes it's just simply a short question of time before all of the Liv rules are overturned and those guys will play where they want to play and they'll come back in the PGA Tour events to some degree moving forward. Do you agree with that? I think that's fairly consistent with what I've said in the in the past. I mean, we see tournaments, you know, folding or moving on, and and we see, you know, how many more players are they going to get? Well, that's I mean, that'll be. I mean, like he says, Brock. Possible? What he said. Yeah, like he said, like Dan said yesterday. He said you you don't see them sign. Oh, he said he was using the amateur kid. He said when Nick Lib, Dunlap Nick just Dunlap, turned pro, he used him as an example. He said when they didn't offer him a monster contract to go to live off his notoriety of being an amateur that won a PGA Tour event, he said that sends the message loud and clear that they don't need to do it anymore because the merger is on the doorstep. Well, that's that could be true. That could be true. But I mean. It, it it could be a merger or it could be some other idea and maybe maybe Nick but I mean look at if they get ten more players I mean it's over right right yeah I mean it'll be it's going to be interesting to see let me ask you one other thing about uh, facilities stadiums okay. or you know, re- hold on and by the way they had a they had a playoff a couple of weeks ago on live it was might have been the only thing on TV I mean. Yeah, the crowds are different. The the fanfare is different. It was on the CW. I watched it. Some people don't care to watch it, but you can't. I mean, there, there is not a significant difference other than they're wearing shorts between watching a live event and watching some other event. I mean, obviously, you don't have gym nats, but it's still golf. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand the team thing very well. On that vertical line on the left side of the screen, that has me confused as well. And it's bizarre looking at John Rahm playing in Bermuda Shorts <laughs> and all those guys. Uh, but, yeah, they, interviewed him. they interviewed him despite the fact that he wasn't in a playoff Yeah, his team won. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, the Lugnuts are, uh, the Oakland A's are the parent club. Some of these major league franchises or some of these professional franchises, let's see, there's Buffalo, there's Tampa now, uh, there's Kansas City, there's Oakland. They're all looking to build new stadiums, and all of them want public funds to help because of the enormous cost of putting these stadiums together. How legal does it get for the citizenry of a community that you don't want a stadium, you don't want a commercial enterprise like that, you don't want a major league team, and you don't want to pay your tax dollars toward a stadium when you have billionaire owners who are there, even though it's massive the cost to do that. Will that continue moving forward that if stadiums are going to be built in these municipalities, and like Kansas City and like uh, Las Vegas for, for the Oakland A's there, without public tax money in the world we live in today, those just simply cannot get built moving forward? I mean, we have trillionaires, so it's possible that that you would see them built. But the idea is that the uh, government the government also gets the benefits of these stadiums, and the benefits are significant. I, don't, I think they did some kind of analysis of the extra playoff game that the Lions got, and it was it was significant. So, you know. When you look at the restaurants and the money and the hotels and the tourism for every single game, and, you know, we see it at Sidebar, every single basketball game, every single football game, 
when Michigan State decides to play at uh, LCA or someplace, I mean, it's it's a, it's a significant difference uh, to our revenue. Yeah, and that's across the community. So, should they? Should the community? You know, yeah. There's people out there that don't want trees cut down, and it's not their property. Yes, and there is always a, somebody who thinks that this shouldn't happen. But when you're talking about growing the economy, it's it's a big, it's a big, you know, big revenue generator. And you see it in downtowns. You see it all across the country. If you've been to sporting events in downtown, I mean, it's crazy. Go to a Lions game and see what that's done for downtown Detroit on a Sunday afternoon. There, it's it's just an insanity, and you wouldn't have thought 20 years ago to spend any time in downtown Detroit. And now we have baseball and football and basketball and hockey. And the idea that they ever let the Lions leave downtown Detroit—it's just—it's just—it's just insane. You're a Spartan. If the last thing, and I'll let you go. Can you see the day where you're desperately trying to find more revenue to pay the bills, where Michigan State might consider? And would it get challenged legally to sell naming rights to Spartan Stadium and the Breslin Center? Uh, uh, <laughs> Coaches have naming rights. Do I think, yeah, somebody could have some kind of naming for the stadium or the locker room? Yeah, now we lost you there. I don't know where... Where are you standing? Because we lost you there. We, we were fine until I asked him that question, Brad. Maybe that question isn't supposed to be answered. Um, are you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. Hello. Okay, now I lost you just as you were going to answer the question on naming rights, but oh. I don't know what happened to our connection unless you stood behind something or you didn't pay your phone bill. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'll. You know what? I'll ask you that, Andrew, the next time we visit with you, because my guess is, Brock, it'll be a normal connection right then and there. It's our Abood Law segment. Abood Law since 1956. What do you think? You think the naming rights for the two stadiums? I don't think that's around the corner based on where the... However, if it gets to where athletes are given salaries under a new setup and more revenue is needed, who's to say, yep. who's to say something that. like that? might not happen. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate your time. Abood Law since 1956. And by the way, again, sidebar, uh, lunch, dinner, any good time, right next to Abood Law, Saginaw, and Abbott in East Lansing. You're listening to the Wednesday Sparrow. Stout on Sports Color and Water Hotline to join us is 340-263. Here's what's on tap today here on the game, 730 AM WVFN. Coming up, uh, we're going to try to get Chris Solari from the Detroit Free Press, Lansing State Journal, coming up in the, uh, well, sometime during the remainder of this show. Uh, at 1 o'clock, ESPN Radio. Then at 3, it is the huge show. Over on 1240 WJIM uh, tonight, 7 o'clock. It is a special Wednesday edition of the Tom Izzo Radio Show. Back here on WVFN at 645, Michigan State Women's Basketball. They're at Purdue tonight. That's what's on tap. The game, 730 AM WVFN. 
prestige wine imports. Importers of a distinguished and diverse portfolio of high-quality Italian wines from the Italian Alps to Sicily. Well, they've now made their way to the mid-Michigan area, and the Sonoroso and Mezza Corona wines are as popular as ever with mid-Michigan wine enthusiasts. You can find the Sonorosos and Mezza Coronas at Dusty's Cellar in Okemos on Grand River Avenue. Ask Matt Rhodes about those, and maybe he'll give you a taste test. Or Horrocks on the west side. Sonoroso and Mezza Corona wines, you'll love them. In the these uncertain times, two things are critical. Keeping costs down and your ability to communicate. The Antenna Men can install a new TV antenna and save you money by cutting the cord with cable and satellite. And Cell Signal Pros can install a cell booster to improve your in-home communications for increased cellular usage. Call the Antenna Men and Cell Signal Pros seven days a week. Watch TV for free with the Antenna Men. The Antenna Men. Ozzy, the official jeweler of Sparrow Stout on Sports. Kitty corner from the Frandor Shopping Center with such convenient parking. But maybe you need some consultation. You can call Brick Humble and the staff anytime at 332-7900. Every day is a special day at Ozzy Jewelers, the best jewelry store anywhere we say in Michigan, let alone the mid-Michigan area. The number again, 332-7900 for that special occasion at any time. Ozzy Jewelers to the rescue for you. The best barbecue in our area. Brisket, beef, everything under the sun. Smoke and pig barbecue on West Saginaw near the Lansing Mall. Brian Torok says, hey, we've got our trailer that'll go to all the special occasions, maybe yours at any time during the year. And the sports bar is within a year old now with many big screen TVs and all the mouth-watering menu items for you at any time of the day or night. Go to the website for Smoke and Pig Barbecue for any special occasion Treat your friends and guests to the best mouth-watering barbecue anywhere. If you're thinking about home renovation or adding or changing a deck at your home, you want Custom Built in Okemos. For more than 15 years, Custom Built Design and Remodeling has been the leading full-service design build remodeling company in mid-Michigan, and owner Michael Flory has built it from the ground up over the years. If you're curious about what the difference between a general contractor and a design build company is, you got to Google Custom Built in Okemos to see all they can do for you. We swear by Custom Built in Okemos. A great renovation company. Well, spring is about two months away, right? You can call Pure Green today for a quote for lawn service, okay, coming up this season, 703-1111. Or online, visit puregreenlawn.net. Prepay and early season pricing is available. Compare the price and service to your current company to make a 2024 upgrade on your lawn service. There is no company we found that is good at what they do as Pure Green Smith Tree at 703-1111. For more than 60 years, Dean Transportation and Dean Trailways have connected students to learning, public schools to our communities, sports teams to their championships, and you to a purpose-filled career. As the official ground transportation provider of Spartan Athletics, Dean Trailways is the state's premier motor coach provider, connecting you to pure Michigan experiences. To learn more about group travel and to join the Dean team as our next champion driver, visit DeanJobs.com today. That's DeanJobs.com. Dean Transportation is hiring school bus drivers and service technicians to support Lansing Schools and Ingham ISD. Bus drivers started up to $22 and competitive wages for service technicians. Dean has immediate openings and provides CDL training with increased earning pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling with weekday hours and more. 
D-Transportation is the career choice for you. And you can apply at DeanJobs.com and start training for your next route. This is the Lenten season, correct? Friday night fish fries, Berkshire Inn, all-you-can-eat cod, 4 to 10 p.m. And they have openings this coming golf season in the pro shop. At Berkshire, all that information, 655-4694. Melissa or Dave will take care of you at Berkshire. And then, of course, Coral Gables uh, in East Lansing, they have fish fry nights on Friday as well. Melting Moments ice cream sandwiches, they're available at every Michigan State concession stand, sports or otherwise. And remember, Melting Moments ice cream sandwiches for you in packages at all the quality dairy stores around mid-Michigan. Sports talk and the best play-by-play in Lansing. It's just what we do. We're Lansing's number one source for sports talk. The game, 7.30 a.m. On we go. On we go from the Driven Collision Studios. I understand Lansing doesn't want to pay $95 for a Caton Clark Jersey. I don't know. I wouldn't it, either. That's expensive. How much of the ninety-five dollars does she get of that ninety-five? How much does she I get? Know, but of, I see that and I'm thinking, oh my goodness. Ninety-five dollars. I mean, she must get a pretty good slice of that. And that was what name, image, and likeness originally was designed to do. If your name's on a jersey and the jersey sells, you get a portion of that. It hasn't exactly it hasn't exactly gone that way. What's up with you today? Um, I'm just uh I I I guess Brock, he's more in tune than you and I are, but I'm looking at some of these brackets in the boys' basketball districts. you got to tell me, I thought when they seeded them, they seeded them by strength. And so I'm looking at the Ionia district, and in the first round, in the opening bracket, uh, Grand Rapids West, uh, it's an aviation school, uh, they got a good record, and Ada Forest Hills Eastern's got uh, like a 10-11 and Grand Rapids West Michigan Aviation Academy is 12 and 9. But Ionia is like the second seeded team with an 8 and 12 record. Um, am I missing something here? I think you were right in the first place. That's way over my head. Uh, that's just, that's way over my <laughs> Probably head. Probably because. But, I mean, I know like in the Charlotte and Olivet, or, you know, that, that Charlotte district, same thing. Um, Charlotte's got a better record than Olivet, and Olivet gets the number two seed. Well, when I get I to uh, Kimberly tomorrow, it, it's all done with that that uh, power rating that they do, the the computer rating and, and all of that. That's probably uh, Ionia probably strength of schedule because of the uh, way playing the CAAC White, which is a pretty good league this year. Why didn't you ask him that on hold? You guys spend more time on hold talking to each other than you do on the air, and there's nothing wrong with that. Believe me. Uh, all right, let's get back to last night's game. You have all the answers. Uh, the three centers combined for five points last night. Well, it's Michigan an issue. They cannot win with five points amongst their center. I mean, I think that's and been an issue the entire is, year. Yes, exactly. So do you think, you know, we hate to criticize our head coach, but don't you think that he had a chance to grab, you know, the kid that's uh, playing for uh, the, the NIL kid, I think for Rutgers, at one time was a transfer. And, and um you think that he missed the boat by not getting on that NIL and he had all these guys coming back that are not producing? Well, I don't have any idea behind the scenes of any coach, any school, exactly who's been offered what and who who plays, who doesn't play, why they do or they don't play. I mean, like Tom always says, don't coach my team. I wouldn't try to coach his team from the standpoint that I don't know anything about what goes into their preparation and everything else. I was very dubious at the start of the season. You know, the reason they got 
in my opinion, a preseason number four national rating was based on, in many ways, the media looking at the recruiting class he had coming in with all those stars and all those AAU points and everything above. I think these guys, they got four LeBrons coming in. Combined with the guys that were returning. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, and I thought, well, if those guys are that good and they play right away or some of them start, then maybe there's something to it. But then when I saw they didn't, I thought, so this is a team with these guys who've lost 13 games each of three years and Joey Hauser's missing, and those freshmen don't start. So I thought, unless the league is weak, and I always think the league is way overrated by the media relative to its general strength compared to Michigan State, then this is probably going to be another year which is going to fall short of what fans around here are used to seeing. But for me to tell you that this guy should have come in or that guy should have or that guy should play or not, I have no idea. I don't watch him practice. I, I think to Tom's point, they're woefully inconsistent. They play great for six or seven minutes against anybody. And then when you think they're home free and, boy, what, what a win this is. And then things kind of... You know they they you know then things kind of get off. Not the I mean, Aikens was that last night. What he had six points. I mean, that's nuts. He usually has that two three point shots. But when that game ended, yeah. I didn't think about Michigan State. I thought about Iowa. I said, wait a minute, you guys beat Wisconsin, and now you beat Michigan State on the road. You got eleven losses, and you lost at home to Michigan. Where in the world have you been? Because Iowa looked to me last night as if that's the way they can play and should play. That didn't look like a one-game night. Now, if they played again, maybe they'd lose, but that's basketball. I just think college basketball, which has lost me in a lot of ways through the years, because the sport cannot tolerate home-and-away performance. I mean, if you take Purdue and Ohio State and let them play tomorrow night in West Lafayette, I think Purdue would beat them by 25 points. But when they played in Columbus, they couldn't handle it. They've lost three blowout games in a row. But go across the board. Connecticut, they won 14 straight. Oh, national champ, top seed. They go to Creighton. It's one thing to lose there. They got beat by 19 because they're on a road. I, yeah, it, I watched that game there. They, they they got humiliated. I mean, I knew he would be in a good athletes mood after the game in basketball. I mean, at the NBA, there's some influence in the high schools or some fun, but I've never seen such a home and away influence on performance as there is in Division One college basketball. I think it's more on the men's side than the women's side, and part of that because the women's crowds aren't so overwhelming and dominating. But for Iowa to come in and do what they did last night to me is impressive. But my first thought was, well, how come you haven't done this? Or Earlier in the year, you've lost eleven times. What in the world's wrong with you? That's for I yeah, didn't think about state. That, I thought about they're, Iowa. They're, they're a freshman that's been the freshman Big Ten Player of the Year like seven, eight, nine times. He he gets two quick falls, and I'm thinking, oh boy, now they're going to really scald the Hawkeyes. Well, that didn't come. No, that didn't happen whatsoever. I mean, even in the Ohio State women were up here by 32 points in the first half against Michigan State with three got three starters on a bench, and, and that was when they Thanks were. Thanks for a the call, We got to we got to go. All right, we'll see what Solari says. He sees this stuff closer than I do. Uh, I, I just think it's that's why when you get to the tournaments and you see these teams, to me, it's why you see a 12 beats a five and 11 beats a six and so on, because they're on a neutral side and they are not influenced home and away the way they are in a regular season. That's my thought, and we're right back. Hi, this is Tim. Back to the best in sports talk now. On the only station serving Lansing with the best sports talk for 30 years. The game, 730 a.m. 
Welcome to the Sparrow Stout on Sports on Lansing Sports Station. The game, 7.30 a.m. Starring the Dean of Mid-Michigan Sports, Tim Stout. Give him a call on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517-300-4263. Now, celebrating his 30th anniversary on the radio in Mid-Michigan, here's the Dean himself, Tim Stout. Hour number three this morning brought to you by Capital Region International Airport. Aveloair.com. That's discount tickets for you, Lansing, Orlando, and back. It's a good flight, too, and it's cheap, okay? Thursdays and Sundays. They ask us about it. We've used it. Apple Vacations. Google it nonstop. Lansing to the Caribbean and a whole lot more. Whenever you can do it, you're always ahead when you can fly Lansing first. I always appreciate it when Chris Solari of the Detroit Free Press, Lansing State Journal, Gannett, and all that good stuff who covers Michigan State football, men's basketball directly. And help us. Morning, Chris, and I should tell you, I have more emails, more calls, more feedback on last night's Michigan State game, I think, than any game I've had so far this season. What say you the day later, the day after last night's game? Well, I, I, the better question is how many calls and emails are you getting about the Peacock? <laughs> I get That's the one I'm getting more calls or getting more emails about than anything. But, um, yeah, that game... Uh, in, in a lot of ways, an anomaly over the course of the last two months with how this team has been playing. But, you know, you brought something up with uh, the Iowa team beating Wisconsin. Why did Iowa beat Wisconsin? Well, because they had the strength in the post that Michigan State didn't to compete with Wisconsin. And you saw that last night. And give Fran McCaffrey credit. He went to it early, often. And, and that was clearly their game plan to attack Michigan State on the interior. And defensively, Michigan State couldn't answer i mean as much as the missed layups cost them offensively it was the the amount of buckets they gave up in the paint i mean 40 to 28 in the paint and easy looks i mean that was you know that that's uh that certainly was one of those games where you saw that and you said that that's going to potentially be a, a a problem farther down the line not that we didn't already know that but you, you saw that just how how tenuous this can be for this team right now so in a broad sense after 27 games looking at the schedule and what lies ahead knowing what you know from what you've seen and observed do you have a hunch generally speaking on how this season might play out well you know this has been a somewhat favorable end of season schedule for michigan state they they obviously, you know, they slept, that, that, that was a game that they let slip away that they should have and needed to have. Uh, there's no question about it. But getting the Illinois game uh, obviously helps a lot with their tournament resume. They should be safely in. Uh, but, you know, the last five here, um, you know, Ohio State is surging, um, you know, after the coaching change. You saw that, you know, maybe it's a dead cat bounce. Maybe it's legit. Um, but they're playing a lot. They played a lot better in that game against Purdue, um, that should give pause. But there's also, there's between uh, the Iowa game and the Purdue game, there's almost two weeks off. There's one game. Right. Um, so that helps, and it's over, right. over spring break. Um, they play at Indiana to wrap up the regular season. Indiana will be on, stu- on spring break at that point. So you don't necessarily get the same assembly hall, and Indiana has struggled. And then, you know, I mean, the Northwestern game is a pivotal game now. Um, you know, you can't drop another one at home. I mean, they've already lost two Big Ten games and three games total at home. So protecting home court is, is big down the stretch here. Um, 
and then, then there's the game at, at Purdue that, you know, they haven't won in Purdue in a decade, uh, which is hard to believe, but Mackey's a tough environment, and that's going to be, I mean, I, you know, you saw what Iowa did. What's Jeff, Zach Eady going to do? Um, certainly, you know, it, you know, you got to finish strong, but, um, you know, the last few games here are, are pivotal, I think, more so to just build that tournament resume to try and get maybe a six seed at best, uh, but probably looking in that seven, eight range right now. I mean, if they get an eight seed, why will they, I mean, they can win the first game, right? But would they win the yeah. second game of the first weekend against the number one seed, whoever that might be, given the struggles they've had at times? What uh, uh, surprises me about them, there are times when they play against anybody, when they look, in my opinion, really, really, really good. But then in the same yeah. game, they'll go through a stretch against anybody, good, bad, or indifferent, where that's not even the same team in the same uniforms. That surprises me the most about this team from what I've seen. Yeah, I mean, that 15-1 to run at the end of the first half last night uh, ended up being a, a major difference. I mean, an eight point, a seven-point game there. And, you know, it's a seven-point game, and they also missed seven free throws, another pivotal thing. So, I mean, there are... You know, but I think it, everything stems from what they do defensively, right? I mean, we saw an elite, elite defensive finish at Michigan, you know, holding them with a scoreless for the final seven minutes. And then they gave up 40-some points in the first half to Iowa. And, you know, again, you look at that Iowa, you look at those final stats, I mean, Iowa had 15 points essentially on three-pointers, four three-pointers and three free throws on a foul on the on the arc and the rest of it was done inside you don't see that in modern basketball right now but that but that points to the 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 i guess the the weakness right now of this michigan state team um you know your guards need to lock up your guards need to make it impossible for guys like sanford um to to go off if to prevent you know if a team's going to attack you on the interior you can't give up the other stuff so yeah, it, it, how this team goes is, to me, less about the offense right now and more about being able to defend at the elite level that they have shown that they're capable of. It's going to be a struggle, though, in the paint. And, you know, I, I know that fans want to write Matty Sissoko off, but he's got the grown man strength that Michigan State really needed last night. He hasn't been – I think he's got four rebounds in his last four games and seven fouls. Um, they need to figure him out. Um, because, you know, as, as much upside as maybe Kohler and Cooper have uh, beyond what they're doing right now, um, Sissoko is still the one who's got the physical capability to hang with some of the bigs that they're going to face here. Well, uh, you know, the, as you know, a staple of Tom's teams through his career, if nothing else, is it, it's a huge deal to them to out not only out-rebound the other team, dominate out-rebounding the other team. I mean, a disappointing game would be Michigan State out-rebound somebody 35-30. to 30. Well, now this team, when you look at the numbers, and last night they were even at 36. But when everybody talks about, well, they, off, you know, they don't score inside, I, I think another thing defensively, it's not so much that they can't stop anybody, but the rebounds in all these games, you don't see the dominance, generally speaking, like you've seen in previous years for his teams, if you agree with that. Yeah, there are stretches where they, they're they crashing the glass from the wings, you know, with Hall and, um, you know, Aikens needs to do more. Um, 
Jaden Akins on the rebounding side in particular to me is you know, he's six four. I get it, but the comparisons to Charlie Bell have been there, and that's something Charlie Bell did at his height at six three, attacked the boards and got those other rebounds that that other guys were missing, and that's they really need that more from Jaden Akins. Um, you know, as much as they need his scoring and outside scoring to be more consistent, um, I think he had six points last night. And really, after the first half the, that he had against Michigan, and really against Penn State, he had the first, big first half, and he's struggled from his outside shot since then. But they need they need a little more consistency on the offensive end, but they also need him to crash the boards because you don't have the big guys. I think Cooper had seven boards against uh, Iowa, so there's some promise there i don't know exactly what how you work xavier booker in but i think he's been playing better um not getting pushed around as much being active keeping his motor running um in the stretches they give him so maybe that's an option but um that this is this is not a team that's built to pound you on the boards without that i think they're missing maybe one guy you know uh not necessarily a dominant post player but a post player that does the little things. And that's what they hope to get from Sissoko. You know, get six to eight boards a game, you know, a couple buckets around the rim. And right now it's just not happening. And figuring out that right now is, I think, Tom Izzo's biggest priority uh, for this roster. Is there anything about the first 27 games that has surprised you the most, good, bad, or indifferent? You know, I, I, I think Aikens, to me, and I thought he had a chance, he, and he's got the talent to to do it more consistently. Um, that I think is probably the the surprise for me a little bit. Um, I think that you know Hogard's been up and down, uh, but you know when he's good, like he was in the second half and attacking the basket. I mean, not, not that he wasn't attacking the basket early; he just missed around the rim. I mean, he missed four shots, and I think two or three of them were layups or in the paint. Um, you know, and he took he took blame for that after the game. He said, "I got to make those. I'm a point guard. I got to get." And he's getting to the rim though, which is a good thing. And you saw that in the second half, his attack was more consistent. And that's the, you know, that's becoming more of a consistent thing. Walker, I think the other thing, you know, with Aikens, you know, Walker is scoring, but I don't know if he's been with the groin injury, the type of lethal player. Like, there was a point when they get, they were down to six points last night in the second half where you expected Tyson Walker to take a Tyson Walker moment and take over the game, and he was still deferring a little bit more. So I think Walker deferring right now, I think, is maybe the other surprise that I'm seeing. Um, they kind of need to get him back to, and I don't know if he will get back to full health, but he needs to have that um, alpha mentality to take over a game like he's shown he can do. Did, have you noticed difference in his play with the groin issue, and do you think that's going to be an issue moving forward? Yeah, I think his, his shot looks like it's a little bit short, and it makes me wonder if it's affecting his lift, affecting his rhythm on, on the jump shot. Um, you know, he's still hitting a good clip, but there are some open looks that, in, and some pull-ups in particular that, you know, has been at, where he's been his, at his most lethal. You know those mid-range pull-ups around the elbow that that he's missing right now. Um, you know some of it I think is there. The defenders are are getting bigger and stronger. Uh, the teams are putting on him. Uh, some of it I think is just the lift factor that he's not getting the same kind of uh, 
bounce off the court with with the injury. And defensively, I, I think his lateral quickness is fine. Um, and if there's any limitations with that, he makes up for it with as, as quick a hands as I've seen. There were a couple points last night where he was scrapping in the post, grabbing it at uh, post players trying to make a move, and just using those hands like almost like a like a, a, a like he's in a karate class because he's so quick with them that he can make up for that. But I think that from the offensive side, I, I do see it, and I, you wonder about the wear down factor with him too because. You know, as many minutes as he played, he's also playing incredibly physical minutes with how much he gets knocked to the floor and how much he, he, he just his style of play of being attacking um, and hitting the deck on his own. So, you know, they, they got to, and I think this stretch right now, when you have just the one game up until the Purdue game over the course of the next two weeks uh, or the next week and a half, really, um, it, maybe they can get him a few days to kind of get a little closer to 100%. I don't know if he will be 100%, but that's to me for the stretch run. They kind of need Walker to have that ability to take over games at the end when, like he had shown. So before I let you go, there are four games left in the regular season. Would you be surprised if... Uh, w- no, let me rephrase this. What would get you the biggest surprise? 4-0, and 3-1, 2-2, 1-3... Or 0 and 4. I mean, I guess you'd say, well, if they lose them all, I guess I'd be the most surprised. I mean, maybe I should go the other way. Would you be surprised if they lose two of the last four, one of the last four, or none of the last four? I would be surprised if they lose none of the last four. I mean, that winning at Purdue with how Purdue's playing, where Purdue's strength is versus Michigan State's weakness in a matchup situation, and the fact they haven't won in a decade at Mackey. Um, that to me would be the surprise, and, and Peru plays markedly better at home. Um, so you look at three and one, or to me two and two. As I, I think that, and one and three, I think is a possibility. But I, I don't think they, I don't think they lose all of them. And I do think that there's some retribution for Northwestern um, that they want to get at. Um, and then, you know, Ohio State's kind of a wild card just based on how they're playing. But, again, you got to hold home court. You, you can't have another slip-up at home like you did last night. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Chris, I appreciate your time. Short notice as usual. <clears throat> uh, stay the course. Uh, appreciate your time this morning. Chris Solari of the Free Press and the Lansing State Journal. Talk to you again soon. All right, see you guys. We'll go to break. Calling a water hotline to join. We haven't got a driven collision story of the day, although I guess you could say clearly it is the aftermath of the Michigan State-Iowa yeah. men's basketball game and its result last I night. I have a mild pure green Smith tree breaking sports moment coming up on the other side. It is golf-related, and you'll want to know, Tim, and the, others who are golf fans. The Calling a water hotline, I've got emails that I have not got to with questions that we raised and answers we've received. 342-63 is the Calling a water hotline, and this is the Wednesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. One of the most popular restaurants in our area for years continues that way. Woody's Oasis on Trowbridge Road in East Lansing. As the saying goes, eat at Woody's, live longer with a Mediterranean cuisine. And now the menu has some wonderful new items they're all excited about. Chicken kafta, along with their Woody's burgers, gyros, fries, and a whole lot more. For all the information, the website, woodysoasis.com, or call 351-2280. Woody's. 
Eat at Woody's, Trowbridge Road, East Lansing, and live longer. Bull Janitorial, the name to trust in the commercial cleaning industry around mid-Michigan. They offer a wide range of janitorial, custodial, and maintenance services. In addition to professional cleaning services, they also supply materials and equipment, such as restroom supplies and more. There is not another commercial cleaning company you'll find that does it all for you like Bull Janitorial. They're open 24-7 when you need help. Call them, 694-6642, Great employment opportunities at Bull Janitorial as well. You never know what time of year you're going to need the talented people and services of Doty Mechanical, 615 South Waverly and Lansing, one of the terrific service companies in our area through the years. Heating issues, cooling issues, you need a generator, you need plumbing help, all of that and more from the great technicians at Doty Mechanical. They carry the carrier products. They're the exclusive distributor in the area. 327-7777, 327-7777. When you need that kind of help, call Doty Mechanical. Penn Station East Coast Subs. Have you tried one at all? Have you tried their special of the month, which they have every month? They have two locations in our area, across from the Lansing Mall and Clifford Street in Frandor. Go to the website, okay? You can order online for pickup at special times, and their menu is available for carryout virtually at any time. Mouth-watering subs like you haven't seen anywhere else. Congratulations to Mark and Cheryl Kellogg. Another big year behind and a great one ahead. Penn Station East Coast Subs. Mexican food like nowhere else. The Qdoba restaurants in our area, especially Okemos East Lansing and Clifford Street Frandor, serving customized burritos, crave-worthy tacos, and so much more. You can order online and there are many health-oriented options as well. Great for carryout and catering. In Okemos, call 580-8121. Always popular, always tasty, with great service every day. Qdoba for the Mexican taste sensation everyone enjoys every day in every way. You'll love the Mexican Qdoba restaurants. If you can't imagine a morning without pain, the highly skilled specialists at Sparrow Orthopedics and Sports Medicine are here for you. Sparrow is the largest orthopedics and sports medicine program in mid-Michigan, offering a range of services, including trauma, rehabilitation, surgery, and joint replacement. And the Sparrow team is nationally recognized and certified as a Blue Distinction Center of Excellence. Their physicians have great experience treating athletes of all types from high school to the pros. You can learn more about the leading-edge medicine. Go to sparrow.org backslash orthopedics. The official printer of Stout on Sports, the best printer at best print shop I've seen in the area, ASAP Printing in Okemos. West Jolly Road on the strip mall just off Okemos Road. Ed Giles got it's easy to find. You park right in front. It's clearly marked. 349-7300 with any questions. ASAP printing. All right. If you need signage for getting your people back to work, Florida Cal's informational posters, yard signs, banners, all that because of the pandemic or anything. That's ASAP printing where no job is too big or too small in Okemos. Tailgating season or any other special occasion, Tom's Food Centers in Okemos and Portland are ready to make it great for you. The Antia family has created Tom's Food Centers, and they upgrade the stores with new renovations on a consistent basis. And it's also so convenient to get in and out right away seven days a week. A lot of things on sale. The stores are fully stocked. They're neat, clean, sanitary. And for all those special occasions, you can dart in and out anytime, seven days a week. Try them. Tom's Food Centers in Okemos and Portland. 
Leading Edge Golf, all right, six days a week, 12 months a year. Number one retailer in our area. Everything for the golfer, including indoor play on the great courses. 349-7274. And join a league if you want to before the outdoor season begins Leading Edge Golf. Don't forget also Lake Lansing Road Mobile today across from the Eastwood Town Center. Touch-free car wash gets you 25 cents a gallon off the price of gas. Their service bays. They'll fix that vehicle Monday through Friday when you call 484-2300. And remember, whenever you're by Culver's, by the Walmart and the Eastwood Town Center, when you order, mention Stout on Sports. The price of your order is reduced 10%. From Spartan Stadium to Ford Field, we've got the sports opinions that matter to you. From the Driven Collision Studios, we make friends by accident. On the game, 7.30 a.m. 7.30 a.m. On we go from the Driven Collision Studios here at WVFN Radio. Let me clean up uh, some of the uh, emails we have in here. Uh, if you missed it earlier, it was a pure green Smith tree breaking sports moment. As if Michigan basketball needs any more bad news, they've lost, what is it, Olivier? Kamwa. Kamwa. Olivier Kamwa. Yeah, he's out for the rest of the season. Izzo thought he played pretty well against Michigan State the other night. He's got a wrist injury, needs surgery. He's a grad student after four years at Tennessee. Done that here. means Michigan theoretically is down to six scholarship players for its game at Northwestern tomorrow night. Call me crazy. I like Northwestern whether he plays or not. I mentioned some of the high school uh, writers for the Lansing State Journal through the years. And dating back 30 or 40 years, it, for me, it began with Hal Bateman, who I lost track of, who left the uh, Lansing State Journal, went to become sports information director, Brock, at the Air Force Academy. Mike Pearson, he, of course, he would know. He emails me and says, Tim, Hal Bateman, an authority on world track and field for more than 50 years, and he was. Let me tell you, well, the journal covered track and field, Brock, like you wouldn't believe in the spring. And Hal knew it. He was like a coach. Uh, Pearson says, Hal Bateman died April 10, 2013, in Corpus Christi, Texas, following a brief illness. And I had lost track of him. We mentioned Bob Gross. Tim, Bob Gross passed away June 26, 1996, from Nancy and Hazlitt. Uh, Brock was pretty close on that. Uh, Tim, here's a quality dairy stat for you, and it's hard to believe. Did you know that UConn has lost 21 straight road games, men's basketball, to AP top 25 teams? However, during that time, they've won two national championships. Did you know that, Brock? Uh, go on, yeah, go on. Uh, let's see. Uh, hi, Tim. Regarding Jay Billis and paying athletes, people like him may say you can pay athletes only in the revenue-producing sports and get around Title IX, but he's wrong. That same argument was tried to keep from giving scholarships to female athletes and to male athletes in non-revenue-producing sports decades ago was thrown out in court immediately. Title IX says... You do to one player, you're going to have to do to all regardless of sports. So if Jay Billis gets his wish, then it would probably mean the death of college sports because there's not enough money to pay every athlete in every sport. And he goes on and on. I've said that for years. Yep. But I say it's not the death of college sports. You're going to have to cut. But you're going to have to cut equally but across Tim, the they board. Don't, but, Tim, they don't do that. We, we've been over this. Well, they, they haven't don't, wanted to do they it. Don't, they don't cut. They just, go, they just go, okay, what can we do to find more money? But, but could that change by necessity? Well, that's why we got pay-per-view now with Peacock and all these other streaming services. And get right, like Dave Ellis said what, yesterday, there's more coming. There's more. And again, coaches' salaries are a large reason to this, too. They just pay these coaches way too much money. It's insane. Well, I, I mean, how this is going to... I don't think anybody knows exactly how all this is going to play out. I mean, I'm dubious. I, I think there's going to be a change 
in what constitutes rosters on all these it's sports. already happening now okay so now how that how 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 rosters are you know assembled and how frequently they change uh, going forward i think that's all to be determined yet what i do think is going to happen it's going to chase a number of veteran coaches out of college athletics either because they're getting close to retirement to begin with or they see that what has been the formula for success for them in these sports through the years no longer is consistent because for if for no other reason you've got to re recruit your own roster for the players you want to keep in any sport because the portal is so enticing and someone else who wants them can go ahead and figure out a way I can get them to come here, male, female, whatever, just by if I can raise the money to get them to come or by the promises I can make them about you come play for us. This is what we can do for you that you're not getting there. I see that as the huge factor. I think somehow, some way, name, image, and likeness issues may get resolved to the extent that it can be equitable in, with some reasonable approach. The transfer portal thing, I'm not sure about. But to me, unless that thing changes dramatically and passes all the legal safeguards through the government, yep. if you can just have wanton free agency, which is what the colleges have. The pros don't have the free agency the colleges have. They have all sports. All the sports have free agency, but it's right now more restrictive in the pros than it is in college, so, which is hard to fathom. I mean, I think that's the unknown factor moving forward. And furthermore, when you see that the Big Ten and the Southeastern Conference are meeting, I call it scheming with each other. I don't say they're meeting with each other. They're scheming with it's, each it's other. How, it looks to me like the two strongest conferences, the Big Ten and the SEC, are just banding together and it's like, hey, let's do what's best for us and basically screw everybody else. Okay, so on Ann Arbor... what it looks like. All right, so I forgot it. On Ann Arbor Radio coming in today, they're talking about the 12-team playoff. Who's the biggest beneficiary and who's the weakest beneficiary? The weakest is Notre Dame. Notre Dame's the weakest because, because the top five picks go to conference champions. Notre Dame doesn't play in a conference. So that means if Notre Dame gets in, they would have to play a preliminary game. Yeah, the best they could finish under that scenario is fifth. And fifth means they would get a home game, yes. but they would not get any kind of a first-round buy. Of a buy, yeah, even if they're 12-0. and 0. So that's, there's that. Uh, and they were saying by far the team, the school, that gets the best break out of the 12-team playoff is Penn State. Because Penn State can never mm. win the Big Ten East. Because they can't beat Michigan or Ohio State. Haven't been able to. But they could be 10-2 and two or whatever the case may be, not playing the Big Ten title game, but could get into the field of 12. Yes. And when it's like Brock says, you don't have to win conference championships in basketball. If you make a run in the NCAA tournament, you can win that thing without winning your conference title, and everybody thinks you're a big champ. And football, it remains, it in football, it remains to be seen how this will play out. I'm anxious to see what the weather's going to be for the first round with those four teams playing, what is it, December 20 and 21. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and will Southern teams be playing in a Northern climate outdoors? Will the, will Which the, people up here in these parts uh, have, have wanted they've been, for they've years. been praying to see how that might work out. How the SEC teams do so, coming up here, or ACC for But, that you know, this is, this, you know, we're a new area coming up this fall. And what's going to happen with Florida State? 
What's going to happen with Florida well, State? Well, I mean, because they're trying to get out of I the mean, ACC. In a, in a larger measure, what's going to happen with any more conference realignment? And is there going to be some kind of a resurgence in a brand new look Pac-12 that includes other schools that aren't necessarily the former Pac-12 schools? From besides the Oregon State, and Washington, pretty State. much the Mo- Mountain West. You would think. I mean, they have a deal this fall to play a number of Mountain West teams just to fill out their schedules. Yep. But whether or not they partner into a new look conference or not, I mean, all of that to me is on the table. None of it's predictable. None of it's predictable. And it's not going to happen until this time next year anyway. Yeah, so I guess we'll have to see about that. Brock's got a, a modest golf, pure green, Smith tree breaking sports. Uh, Augusta National has announced this morning that uh, players, uh, Joaquin Neiman, we know about him. He's from LIV. He, Thorbjorn Olesen of Denmark, and uh, Rio Hisatsuni of Japan, hope I'm pronouncing his name right, who is the DP World Tour Rookie of the Year, they have all been invited to the Masters. It is tradition for the Masters to invite international players not otherwise qualified to uh, get into the Masters. These are called special invitations. With these three guys uh, being brought in, it means now there are 83 players in the Masters, a tradition unlike any other coming up in April. There are more spots to be open. you got to finish in the top 50 week before the Masters. Win the Players' Championship, you're in. Um, Win one of the PGA Tour events from now until the Masters, and you're in. So there's opportunities uh, from now until April 10th, whenever the tournament starts. Uh, There you go. Let me give you something more in Michigan State men's basketball and the 17-10 and record and the 9-7 and in the Big Ten with four to go that I thought about last night. Big Ten basketball does not have divisions like football has had, east and west. All seven of Michigan State's basketball losses in the Big Ten are in the Big Ten West. They have lost one time to Illinois, Northwestern, Minnesota, Nebraska, and they've lost twice to Wisconsin. They have all of their losses, and they've won twice because they beat Illinois once, and uh, uh, they've got two wins. uh, Where have they got the second one? I I had them at two and seven uh, in the Big Ten West, okay? because they beat Illinois, they uh, they beat Illinois once. Yep. And they've also beaten from the Big Ten West, uh, Minnesota. Yep. They're Minnesota. Tw- they beat, they yep. beat Illinois, Minnesota, and the yep. seven losses are all the teams that are in the Big Ten West, with one more Big Ten West team to play, and that's Purdue. So they could end up with almost all. Don't of they play the- Nebraska again? No, no they don't that's play. Northwestern. They played them in December and got beat and got beat seventy-seven to seventy uh, to Nebraska. I'd be curious to know if they played Wisconsin again. Would Wisconsin, you know, dominate the way they have in the first two games just because of their inside play, or is Wisconsin struggling for whatever reason that nobody seems to know about? I don't know that. Um, but if it was Big Ten East and West, they've had success more so with the Eastern Division schools for football. But in basketball, they're two and seven playing the teams from the Big Ten West with one more to go because they do play at Purdue. 8 p.m. Saturday on March 2nd, or that is one week from Saturday. I don't know why that's noteworthy in any way, but I thought about it. Where have they lost their games in the Big Ten this season? And in the East, they've beaten three teams twice. They beat Penn State twice, they beat Maryland twice, and they beat Michigan twice. Yep. Um, that's six of their uh, nine wins. Nine wins from in the those league. three teams. Okay, then they had two more 
that were in the uh, they beat Rutgers once that was here they don't play them there and then they you know they won the two games in the Big Ten West Minnesota and Illinois in Illinois yeah so there you go we got one final timeout what say you the Colorado Water Hotline is three hundred forty two sixty three our email address is tim stout at wylx.com and you're listening to the Wednesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. Here's what's on tap today here on The Game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. Coming up, we've got uh, ESPN Radio at 1 o'clock. Then at 3, it's the huge show. 6.45, Michigan State women's basketball. They are at Purdue tonight. And over on 12.40, WJIM, Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ, a special Wednesday edition of the Tom Izzo Radio Show. That's what's on tap. The Game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. We've got a high five to Greg Sinecropi and everyone who has built Arts Pub into an iconic location on Kalamazoo Street in downtown Lansing. It's a great game day hangout serving a wide menu of pub grub and pizza plus a shuffleboard table, dine-in or takeout, closes at 11 p.m. And the menu can be found online at artspublansing.com or call 977-1033. Serving all three labor shifts in the city with wonderful fare. Arts Pub, Kalamazoo Street, have a great time there. In Lansing. Congratulations to longtime Lansing family physician Dr. Thomas Jamison on his transition to practice with Capital Internal Medicine Associates, known as CIMA, CIMA. Dr. Jamison's new office at 3955 Patient Care Drive in Lansing, and the phone number easy to remember for any health issues 374 7600. And if you need any nutritional supplements or need a nutritional appointment, Debbie Jamison is there at 449 7188. The Jamisons are rolling along with great health care throughout mid-Michigan. At Shaheen Cadillac of Lansing, you drive the future with luxury at your fingertips. Experience our lineup of eye-catching sedans and SUVs. Cadillac is the next generation of high-end technology where remarkable comfort and attention to detail change the way you drive. Meet with one of our product specialists today or begin your experience online at ShaheenCadillac.com. Get this 2024 Cadillac XT6 for just $5.92 a month. Relax and enjoy the Shaheen difference. If you're thinking about home renovation or adding or changing a deck at your home, you want custom-built. In Okemos, for more than 15 years, custom-built design and remodeling has been the leading full-service design-build remodeling company in mid-Michigan, and owner Michael Flory has built it from the ground up over the years. If you're curious about what the difference between a general contractor and a design-build company is, you got to Google custom-built in Okemos to see all they can do for you. We swear by custom-built in Okemos. A great renovation company. This hour is sponsored by Capital Region International Airport. As we like to say, whenever you can do it, fly Lansing first with nonstops to Florida, Detroit, Chicago, Washington, D.C., and elsewhere. And check out Google Apple Vacations for the nonstop trips to the warm Caribbean nonstop from Lansing. Much less expensive parking in a neat, clean, safe environment. Get through security much quicker and more efficiently. Lansing is proud of its airport. See for yourself. And during the cold weather, Apple Vacations Google it nonstop to the Caribbean. Hi, I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals on Fresh from Meyer family pack chicken thighs for $1.49 per pound and blackberries for 99 cents. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks when I shop in-store, online, and with every qualifying prescription filled at the Meyer Pharmacy. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. 
Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. It's amazing to me the fabulous quality of Wash World in cleaning your vehicle. Two locations in our area, Okemos and Jolly Road, and on the west side, I-96 at the MLK exit. State of the art, full service, free vacuum. Who offers that? $2 off on Wednesday, gift cards available, and you can get monthly and yearly wash subscriptions. You're in and out right away. Your vehicle looks great any time of the year. Make your car or truck look great at Wash World, the best in quality, the fastest service, believe me, in Okemos and Westside Lansing. All right, Tom's Food Centers in Okemos and Portland, convenient in and out service all the time, okay? It's competitive, all right? Grocery shopping, if you're in Okemos or Portland, try Tom's Food Centers and see why other people use Tom's Food Centers as well. The Munn Team, real estate superstars. Nobody in this area, we think, through the years has been able to produce for people in any way, real estate-wise, the way the Munns have. John's cell phone is 881-6623. Jan's cell phone is 282-6781. You could say we know a thing or two about sports. Let's go! We've only been doing it for 30 years. We're the game, 7.30 a.m. All right, we're live in the Driven Collision studio. So, Brock, what, uh, the Tigers' first spring training game, is that Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. But we'll, we will have... Uh, we will have the uh, first, uh, our first spring training broadcast will be Sunday, not Saturday, because we have uh, other commitments. We got Michigan State game and a Red Wings game going on at the same time. So uh, first uh, Tigers spring training game here on WVFN will be on Sunday. But not all the spring training games are on radio, correct? Not all of them. That's not uh, part of the schedule. And not all of the spring training games that are on the Tigers schedule that have, that have given us will be on WVFN. But the ones that are... Um, the, the spring training games will be heard on WVFN. All right, just not all of them. So I, I uh, so the first uh, boy it used to be you didn't play spring training games till March. Now we're in the last week of February, February twenty fourth. But the Saturday. season, the regular season, what starts the last few days in March, March twenty eighth. Yeah, for the Tigers, which is ridiculously too early, but. And where are they? They haven't don't have it in front of me. I think me. they are they playing the White Sox on the road. Remember I'll last year they opened at Tampa, right? For and got beat. What they got beat? They, Smoked. Remember they started two and nine, and like AJ Hinch, who's starting his fourth season as a Tigers manager, he says one cool, a crucial thing for us is we got to get off to a better start. You know the Kansas City Royals are they've spent. What did I see where they've spent? They've spent something, I don't know how many millions of dollars on new players. They think... Well, they re-signed Bobby Witt Jr., their best player. They think they're going to be a contender in the Central Division if for no other reason they don't think anybody's dominant. Which, Uh, if that's accurate, then you could say, well, then the White Sox, the Indians, the Tigers, and the Twins... Guardians, but I got you. Guardians, whatever, uh, are all contenders in the American League Central. And how many wins will it take in the American League Central to win the divisional title this season? Great question. Would 90 do it, or is that not enough? Ooh, interesting. Uh, by the way, the, that, that is an interesting question. The Tigers open on the road at the Chicago White Sox March 28th. Ooh, then, that sounds cold. Then they have the well, off. That's why they call it the Windy City. Then they have the off day on the 29th, just in case it is rained or snowed out to be the case. And then they play day games uh, March 30th and 31st. Then they're at the New York Mets, April 1, 2, and 3. And then they have uh, off day on April 4th. And then the Tigers play home against the Oakland A's uh, the 5th, 6th, and 7th. 
I can tell so you. So there you go. On channel all 10. day games, by the way, fifth, sixth, fifth, sixth, and seventh, all afternoon affairs. I can tell you, we have monster spring training coverage uh, coming up, especially the rest of the week on the news. But for one reason, you know who's back. Uh, and so we, we Who, put, Newman? And you know, you know who's back. Yeah. So that means we'll be getting. Although we had, you know, we had Hinch on last night. He said we got to get up to a good start because they were two and nine last year. He's right. And they never, although they did recover to finish seventy eight and eighty four, yep. but you know that doesn't get you anything. Yep. And Miguel's not, not around. Yeah. At least with a uniform on. No. He's a front office guy. But they're paying him eight million dollars to do that. I'd be curious to see what role is Miguel going to play. They say what is he, he's an advisor. What does that mean? Yeah, special advisor to Scott Harris. Yeah. I'll do it for seven million. He'll well, do Tim, it for eight million. But Tim, that's the contract that he signed. The, you know, the $250 million contract that he signed, the, this $8 million they're paying him this year, this is for the two buyout year. This is for the this is the buyout money for the two option years he did not make um, because he didn't, he, he wasn't, he, he did not make either of his options. They were vesting options for 24 and 25. He didn't make them, but the Tigers are going to pay him $8 million this So they year. basically just kind of practice for essentially a week or four or five days, and then they play game. I mean, they might yep. as well. These guys, you know, this is all they do is but play it's baseball. Redid, but they don't need this much time. I, I've, I've long felt there's way too much spring training. They, they shouldn't even go to spring training until March 1st, way in my opinion. Way too much spring training. Yeah. Why those? Why you want to wear all those veterans down? Let them mean, you know, I would think you want your athletes, all these sports, especially, you know, when you got to play 162 of these things. Uh, that the last thing we need is six weeks of spring or whatever it is of spring training. It's pretty close to six weeks. Yeah, even though the uh, uh, the regular season starts a little earlier, right. which the players wanted because they wanted more off days during the season. Now this is the final week of the boys' high school basketball regular. And Monday we start yakking about the districts. Then Tuesday yep. we'll be saying, "Well, they're done for the year. Well, yep. they move on. Yep. Well, they're done." Oh, and by the way, go to the game seven thirty a.m. dot com, LansingSportsNetwork dot com. The uh, boys' basketball district matchups for all of the area teams. Uh, they are up there now. Uh, so there you go with that. Oh, and by the way, the uh, Mark Ewell did hear you know you complaining about the brackets that are unreadable or tough to figure out on the website. Well, they are for he is, me. No, it, it, no, he he's aware of that, and he told him. He said I ran into him last night at the Holt Dewitt girls basketball game. He said he's aware of that, and he would let the IT guys know. Well, I mean, I don't That's think the truth. He did I don't say think that. any judgment on today's digital world should be based on the fact that Tim can't figure it out. I mean, if we're going to do that, then say, you know, our four-year-old's supposed to be able to figure it out. I, I mean, uh, uh, you tell me. You seem to be able to figure it out okay. It, but I can see why people would be confused because it is kind of tricky. It's confusing for me. And we always hype the website because there are good stories on there. All oh, right, tons of them. And they have all tons the of high schools. That I can figure out. The brackets I have a harder time doing in any of the sports, but you're not exactly talking to a whiz here with all the digital stuff, right? I mean, we're getting, wait do you hear this. I get the word this morning, for years and years and years, the MHSA has brought in here packets of tickets for the state high school basketball yep. finals. So they, because the boys finals are a week ahead, they're March 16th, girls March 23rd, but the semis are two days before. Right. So we get them for the 14th, 15th, and 16th yes. at the Breslin Center for the boys. And it used to be we had packets of tickets. Now we're told they're all coming in, what, digitally? Digitally. For the first time. So when we give them away, what, are you sending them to somebody's phone? Is that what you're saying? Or their email address. Or an email address. Yeah. I have to figure that out. And Jeff will have, uh, Jeff Kimberly or somebody over at the MHSA will have to help me out. Lord, you can take me now. 
You can go ahead oh, and take me. Say, Tim, this has gone that. so far past my level of expertise. <laughs> I mean, you ought to see me at parking meters where you don't just put a couple of quarters into the thing. Oh, I struggle with it too, Tim. I, I mean, I struggle with I, it too. I just say this, you know, I, I don't need this anymore. It's a pain in the rear to... Uh, or you uh, got to walk down to the end of the street, put your, what is it, put a credit card in, that's something to do with your license plate number. I, I, I'll just drive around in circles. I mean, what was wrong with the old way with the meters? That's that's and, and, and there's the, still some in the city. Oh, in the big cities, I mean, some. it's just brutal. Or in the university, you know, unless you take a marked car over there, and I hear our, our staff all the time saying, "Well, I got a ticket for this. Well, I got a ticket for this. I got a ticket downtown," because they're going to cover stuff and there are marked cars, and they still get tickets because it's difficult the way these things are. And I say to I myself, know. I think I've got company that still struggles to figure this stuff out the way I tend to struggle to figure this stuff out. Like I say, when we travel, Doc does everything. She just, she just puts the thing on my phone, the tickets, she, everything that has to go in. Here, do this, do this, do this, She just fine. says, here, 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 here. You yeah. need to get this out, do this, whatever the case may be. I mean, I, I, I just, I don't know how, you know, I, I don't know how everybody is able to do it. I yearn in some ways for the good old days. I mean, but we don't get the paper tickets in here anymore where you can hand somebody something nope. the way we used to. Now, we are getting a supply of tickets, and there could be local teams, right, in the state tournament semifinal. Well, how about Langsburg? How far is Langsburg going to go? Are they going to get to the Breslin Center? And if they get there, they're going to have yep. the entire town there for their semifinal. You know, they could end up playing ch uh, undefeated Chessening in the uh, regional. i got to see this kid play. I've only seen oh, him on video. Xander Woodruff's good. I've only seen him. You average more than 30 points a game. I think he had 34 or 35 last when night. When you have no shot clock in a 32-minute game, and he's averaging more than 30 points a game, that's pretty strong. Yep. Plus the fact they blow some of these teams out so he can't play the whole game because they don't need him for the whole game. Yeah. But... Last year, what, they made it to the quarterfinals and lost E-Course. Correct. I mean, is E-Course waiting around the corner again? You know, once you get out of those regionals, Hang you know, on. all these teams get tough. Um, and wh who, f who survives the Mason District, which is the one to me in the area that has the most general interest because you've got three really, really good teams in the Mason District in Division One. Two of really good teams are going to be out of there. So uh, by the time we get to the regionals, it's wild. And the girls, so anyway, we're doing the uh, Okemos at East Lansing regular season finale on Friday night. That is correct. Uh, yes, you'll hear that are. on WVFN. So we have that coming up Friday. And then uh, and then, how are you doing the broadcast for the districts? How's that as a, as a consumer at home? What can I expect? Well, we're gonna, uh, we are very likely going to do the Mason district final. Let's assume East, at least East Lansing is there. If East Lansing is in the final, which I expect them to be, They'll play the winner of the Okemos Mason game. So we will very likely be there a week from Friday. East Lansing will beat Mason by five points. Okay. So now you already know. So okay. now find something else. All right. Because you, you think Mason's going to beat Okemos. Okay. I think Mason's going to edge Okemos okay. playing it. I think Mason's not afraid of anybody. No, Mason's really, really good. And I've seen them. They're, they lost close. Uh, oh, they lost by one point to Adrian at the Moneyball shootout in December. And they also lost close to Howell in their uh, own uh, holiday tournament. But Caleb Parrish, one of their best players, wasn't playing. It was over the Christmas holiday, and he didn't play. I think there's a better chance on the girls' side the following week for some of the mid-Michigan girls' teams to advance farther in the tournament than the boys. Between Portland, DeWitt, Lansing Catholic, and who am I leaving out? On the girls' side. Mm. Those three, you know this better than I do. I don't want to embarrass myself. Anymore. Portland, St. Pat's, or Fowler. Or them. One of those two. Okay. Or yeah. them. Yep. I mean, they're all in the you know in the top ten in the wire service polls. Uh, East Lansing, it's hard to tell. Uh, that's assuming they can get out of the district. Well, that's the thing. 
They're, they're no lock to get out of the district. That's assuming they can get out of the district. All right, Fred's back from his, uh, his uh, you know, he was, he was gone for nine days. We managed to stay on the air. The station's still on the air. He was gone. He'll nine, be happy about that. He, we, we're still on the air. Now with him, though, and, you know, now there's a new sheriff in town back in the office. But I'll see you at 620. He's got the late sports tonight. ESPN Radio programming is coming up next. You've been listening to the Wednesday Sparrow Stout on Sports on Lansing Sports Station. The game, 730 a.m. For Brock, I'm Tim. Thanks to all of you for being with us today. The sun's out. Enjoy it. Be safe wherever you are. And join us tomorrow at 1005. We'll be back. For the Thursday Sparrow Stout on Sports, Brock and I will be with you and talk to you then, and we'll have a good show. So long. I'm Will Teeman, and welcome to the Michigan Sports Brief for Wednesday, February the 21st, brought to you by Frank and Muth Insurance. Start a frank conversation about your insurance with one of our local independent agents by visiting fmins.com. MSU hockey is back in action this weekend and still atop the Big Ten standings. Back with more in just a moment. Just like your favorite sports team, you need a solid defense to protect your home and business. Whether you're tackling unexpected accidents, fouls, or fumbles, the Heartland Insurance Agency and Michigan-based Frankenmuth Insurance are on your team. Visit the Heartland Insurance Agency today at heartlandinsurance.com. That's H-A-R-T-L-A-N-D insurance.com. As the first place Spartans continue to build their program under head coach Adam Nightingale, we got his thoughts on recruiting and the portal. I mean, whether I like it or not, it's here, you know, and I think that I think long term you're you're looking at building your program, you know, you don't you you want to do it from within and then maybe um, you have some guys that sign early and and then maybe you plug some holes. You know, I think that's long term. But I also think, you know, we got a window here to to really build our program. And um, if you can add guys that can help you get better. And, and you know, last year we 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 had a, we had a, took a good step as a program. We were the first team out of the tournament, but we. You know, we we had 16 guys we had to replace, and so you're not going to bring in 16 freshmen. And when we were recruiting, um, you know, we had to earn some respect, right? And so we, we, it wasn't like we were getting every kid we were going after. And um, but there was some kids that we had relationships with um, that, that went into the portal and that, that knew what was going to go on here and what could what could be here. And um, so we, we took advantage of that opportunity. You know, obviously, uh, recruiting's gotten younger and younger, and there's different rules now. And they've done a, they've done a good job with you know trying to get you know. Uh, there was a time when there was seventh graders and eighth graders committing in college athletics, and that's that's gone away, which is good. But no, you're right. When a high level hockey player, um, when they're about 16, 17, you know, they have a they have an option, major junior Canadian Hockey League, where, but once you do that. Um, you forfeit your eligibility. So you're competing with those teams at a young age. And college hockey's done a great job. We win most of those those battles now, I think, with the facilities and the level of play and the number of draft picks now. You know, the average age for a college hockey freshman is 19 and a half. You know, it's, they, 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 there's a step in between called junior hockey. And so, you know, if you can get a guy that can go play juniors and, and come in a little more season, that helps your team. But the young high-end want to come right away. So finding that balance of you want the high-end talent, but you also need some guys that have, have a little bit of wisdom. And we have been brought to you by Frankenmuth Insurance.